back it's been a couple of months or something like that I, yeah i don't however long i think i was still doing the play uh when we last chatted yeah well you know i i know because you sent me the play and i haven't got a chance to see it so i was gonna i was gonna play some at the beginning but then i remember you said hey i don't think i'm supposed to have this <laughs> i'm definitely not supposed to have it and i would you, we would all it, it's like that that hamilton thing that happened in texas like a month or so or what ago, happened like, in ha- what what happened oh these this this fucking church just like put on a production of Hamilton mm-hmm. and also changed some of the songs. Oh shit. <laughs> and was like taking people's money and live streaming it. And like <laughs> and the people from Hamilton were like, hey man, cease and desist, and uh we won't sue you. <laughs> wow, wow. And and they probably made it all into like fucking all religious and shit. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah, I, I you know, I didn't watch it or anything like that, but yeah, I just thought I was like god, I was talking with my buddy Kent who um who was the piano player for the Clerks musical and uh, and he was Jared's singing double as well and he I was like are you seeing this shit? He, cuz he's a he's a music education teacher yeah. and he's just like he goes I he goes the balls on these people like that's fucking insanity. Right. And and, and, uh, and I think so from what I understand is that while we while we leased the rights to do Matilda, because I that's what you have to do, we didn't they didn't lease like the video rights or whatever, mm-hmm. but they've got like five HD cameras and they were just gonna put it to, put it together as yeah. a cast recording. Yeah. They, like it wasn't for sale or anything like that. Right, right, right. And um but uh yeah, I, I was gonna help with the editing of it. So like I've got multiple nights and stuff, and then and, and then like an email went out there was like Oh yeah, we're not supposed to have that, so nobody gets anything. And I'm just kind of like sitting there with it on my hard drive. I'm like, well, I'm definitely watching it. <laughs> well, why wouldn't you? Honestly, why wouldn't you? We decided to make Hamilton, uh, make Hamilton, but more historically accurate, like with more white people. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You're not taking away my Christ. You're not gonna take away my Christ. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if I, you know the. I've got a. I've got a joke I'm working on right now about how like, and it's gone over pretty well the last couple times I've done it. And I go, you know, who is the first like uh, volunteer mom on on you know teaching like church school on Sundays, uh, where she realized while singing some of those religious songs that they they don't really hold up today in today's society, you know. And so I was like, I was like, I was like, who, you know? And I always go like, who who here went to church as a kid or like you know went to a religious school or something like that? And I go, you guys remember that the Noah song? It was like get on the arky arky and grab an aardvarky or something like that. <laughs> and then I was like, or or there's this one. Uh, Zacchaeus was a wee little man, and a wee little man was he. He climbed into a sycamore tree just to see what he could see, and it's all about a dwarf that just wanted to see a savior. Oh, and like, and I was like, <laughs> but the one that really doesn't hold up, dude, is Jesus loves the little children, and it's <laughs> Jesus loves the little children, all the children of the world, world, red and yellow, black and white, they oh. are precious. It is, <laughs> and like all the religious people in the audience will like start singing it with me, you know? And then I just kind of like take the mic away and let them sing that part. I'm like, I'm like, yeah. And, and everyone kind of goes like red and yellow, black and oh, I'm like, yeah. 
Yeah, it does, doesn't work out well. I was like, you know what actually pisses me off most about that song? Is they forgot Brown, which is like probably half of the half of the population and definitely what Jesus was based off of his geographical location. Right. Like anything south of the equator, we're talking, you know, we're talking like you forgot a whole section. Right. And I yeah, I had this uh I was up at the, I was doing this show with my buddy up in Portland and he was in from Chicago and it was a it uh uh it was a largely black audience mm. and like I go on stage he's like you know Bentley Michaels and he brings me up and I walk by this gal and she's like go get him Billy go get him <laughs> go and get I got on stage I was like did you call me Billy she goes yeah your name's Billy I was like no Bentley like the car <laughs> or a small dog and. <laughs> And she was like, oh, I was like, don't white it up for me. Like <laughs> she was fucking dying. Like I had such fun, like, like her 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 like table the entire night. It was like uh, her husband and like their 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 other married couple. And they we were just like talking trash like the whole evening. It was so much fun. That's awesome, a, man. Well, yeah, it was you, such a fun show. Well, you always hear about like comedians who go into like black rooms or black nights and, and you know, like finding trying to find it and and you hear this is just what i hear okay uh is that it could be a little rough and, and it could be a little it's a little uh, it's a little loud sometimes and uh yeah which is amazing it, it was definitely a lot more chatter and it was uh well it was fun because i was the only white guy in the show right oh and so it was like my my buddy ken and then this other really great comedian named hijinks and so it was clearly like i was you know one of these things is not like the other and uh <laughs> But my buddy brings me up and we start his show. It's called The Drunken Night. So it's like we do like a podcast section and it's it's like, you know, tell tell a hilarious story about something that happened to you when you were like, you know, drunk or something like that. So I told the story about like, you know, all of us like running out of this party when we weren't supposed to be partying. And my friend and uh, jumping off of this, like down into this embankment to like run up like these, this abandoned train track thing. And he jumped into a thing of blackberry bushes. <gasps> Oh shit! They have thorns, right? Aren't they all thorny? Yeah, that's horrendous. Oh Jesus! Yeah, he looked like uh, uh, Passion of the Christ, uh, not on the good day. Like <laughs> he, we got back to his apartment, he just like showed me his arms. I was like, "Holy shit, man!" And he like called his girlfriend. He goes, "Watch this!" And like she comes in and and she's like, "Yeah, like what happened?" Where I was like, "He needs to talk to you," and he just like opens the the bathroom door in his apartment he goes i fell down he's just blood and just lacerations all she goes oh my god she kicks me out of the apartment and like <laughs> the next day at work he was just like sorry she kicked you out i was like no I, I was like i think that's a great uh that's a great thing but yeah i told the story and i just started goofing off and then like obviously having him up there with me on stage was kind of like a good buffer yeah so then the other hijinks comes on tells the story and then Ken does some stand up, then he brings us up, and we do about 15 minutes of stand up. And so, like, I had already sort of had a rapport, and it was kind of like a, but yeah, it was, uh, it was funny. And then there's, uh, then he does a thing where he gets a bunch of topics, uh, from the audience, and then you're supposed to like go and like start drinking. So you get like a buzz going or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then he just gives you topics, and you start like, you start like going off, like, you know, and just like creating comedy and stuff. And it was, so much fun like i i was just like riffing and like they were chatting back and like i was like clapping back at them and stuff like that and it was just like i told them i was like it's just my speed it's just enough to like where they knew when to shut up and like let you tell mm -hmm. your joke but then also like 
they would fuck with you enough to where I was like, oh, this is fun. Yeah, like, I, I like that sort of uh, that interaction. And like afterwards, like I got a like they wanted to take a picture with me and like the <laughs> and like one of the husbands like you know gave me the old the old side hug. He's like he's like he's like goddamn man, you did your thing. And I was I was like all right, yeah, this is great. <laughs> okay, now now I don't know about you, man, but like. Whenever a black person gives me a compliment on something, oh, it's, the best. it's like better than anything else. Like, yeah, it's way better <laughs> than if a white person does it. It's so much better. <laughs> I swear to God. Like, I at work, uh, I work, and, and sometimes some of the black nurses will come in and I'll be playing music and I, I'll play like some D'Angelo and Erica Badu or or just some like, you know, some like old soul or something. Yeah. And, I, like, I was playing Mary J. Blige one day and this late, and this black nurse came in. She's like, What you know about Mary? What you know about <laughs> About me. I was just like, hey, yeah. you know, like it's just and she's like, what do you know about so and then so I'm just saying and I and then of course I come home and tell my wife and like yeah. a black person complimented me today. And it's she's it's, like, so what? Take yeah, trash. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shut up, fat tits. Get out, get out there and yeah. make some more money, bitch. Uh yeah, no, but but it is true. It is true. I, it is true. Just, black compliments what? are better. This one thing it was so funny to me, it was like I said something and I was just like, uh, I was like, I was like, well, you know, like, I was like, I can't see color because I'm colorblind. And I was like, but not like in a woke way. Like I, <laughs> I legitimately, I am can't legitimately, see. I can't see color. <laughs> I was like, so like dark greens, dark blues, black, like it all looks, oh, oh, because my friend was like, he goes, well, you know, I'm black. I was like, really? And I said, because uh, I'm colorblind. And, he, and, and and I was like, yeah, like dark greens, dark blues, black, like it all kind of looks the same. I was like, but it would make way more sense. That you and a bunch of the people here are black rather than leprechauns or smurfs so like <laughs> <laughs> oh shit fucking... and, like everyone started fucking laughing i was like this is going very well <laughs> yeah oh yeah i mean it's it's so satisfying um uh, naders wants to know if you're drinking a pbr i am hey okay there you go naders he's drinking a a, a paps blue ribbon it got a blue ribbon for a reason god damn it uh, uh, in 1844. Hey, uh, when I was 19, an older black man told me, you're a real dude, man. You know what's up. I've been holding on to that compliment for a decade. <laughs> Hold on to it tight. Hold on to it tight. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I was also, I was recently over in Eastern Oregon over in Bend uh, and doing stand-up with my same friend because he did like a whole like West Coast kind of tour. And I got to see my mom's side of the family, her her brother and like my my cousins and their husbands and wives. And I had not been over there in 22 years. Dang. And I'd seen them all occasionally, like here and there, but to see them all sitting in one place and we like, you know, had dinners and it was, you know, barbecues and this stuff. It was so much fun. But like they got to uh, my cousins and uh, one of their uh, my older cousin's daughter, uh, they all six of them actually like came and like watched me do stand up. Oh, nice. And and I was like, I wasn't nervous about it until I got there. And then I saw them all sitting there and I go, Oh, I know what I'm gonna talk about. So I had to go over to him and go, like, hey, you're gonna learn a lot about me, and I'm really sorry. And like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I talk about some fucking weird shit, man. And like uh I told this one story actually, because my cousin uh He's a he's a police officer over uh, over in Bend and has been like my entire life, and so I told this story about how like when I was eighteen years old, 
my girlfriend and I went over there for some like romantic getaway to like some bungalow like down by a river, you like out in nature or some bullshit. And we got there like super late at night because I think she worked or something. So we had, we were driving this back road and the lights go up behind me. And I was like, don't worry. My cousin's a cop. It's fine. <laughs> and I like, you know, it's kind of like Wayne's world where I was like, hello, officer. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was speeding. I was like, you know, we're, we're trying to find this thing and I didn't see any other cars where he goes, you know, it's like license and registration. I go, yeah, no problem. I was like, do you know my cousin? I say my cousin's name. And he goes, yeah. And he turns around and walks back, comes back and he goes, slow the fuck down here's your ticket your cousin's a good guy and i was like i was like i told my cousin that and he was just like you must not have been a fan of me then because he still gave me the ticket i was like yep he goes well hot damn and i remember looking over my girlfriend and her being like yeah your cousin's a cop huh <laughs> great nice <laughs> you really you really pulled it you really pulled it out wow. uh but jokes on them i never uh i never paid the ticket so <laughs> Wait, but doesn't that mean that you get like doesn't get worse? Uh, it, yeah, I I told my cousin that, and he goes, "Well, it's been twenty two years. <laughs> I highly doubt that you have a warrant out for your arrest over still, here. <laughs> still have a bench warrant waiting for yeah, you." He goes. And then, like, I saw him a couple days later after he'd gone to work. He goes, I looked you up at the computer. You're cool. And I was like, <laughs> he actually looked it up. Hey, you know? Because yeah, I was like, well, now I'm actually interested. He goes, I'll look you up when I go into work. And he looked me up. And he's like, nah, you're good. <laughs> he uh, goes, you actually have a, a an amazing driving record. I was like, oh, thanks. I just don't really go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you know what? My my record's pretty good too. I, I'm a good driver. I'm a good fucking driver, and I go. Places. I am. I am as well. Like I'm like my buddy when I because like he was in town. He stayed uh, near me, and so like we drove up to Portland, and I drove him to the airport that night after the show, and and uh, he was like, "Man, you drive like an old bitch," and I was just. Like, <laughs> Yeah, well, I, laughing. I was like, I was like, I'm in the middle lane, but I don't need a speeding ticket. Yeah. Like, I don't want to pay that. Exactly. It, it, <clears throat> look, and, and then, okay, tell me this, Bentley. Yeah. <clears throat> People who drive the speed limit in the fast lane, your feelings, oh, your feelings. Get on the it. fuck, dude. <laughs> Put a vest with a bunch of pockets on and take a hike. Like, get the <laughs> fuck out of here with that shit. Uh, uh, did you hear him, Raina? <laughs> did you hear him? <laughs> Like, unless, like, you've got, like, unless it's, like, because uh, I know, like, there's certain parts in Portland and then, obviously, like, Los Angeles, like, major, more metropolitan cities mm. where it's, like, uh, you have to have multiple people in the car or whatever. Like, you have to, it's, like, at least, it's, like, it's the carpool lane, I think, is what they call it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, I'm, uh, I'm annoyed by that. Like, or it's, like, if I am in the left lane, because there's, like, certain freeways that I get yeah. on, like, when I go teach dance or something, I have to be in the left lane because there's a lot of semi-trucks. I mean, I guess that's true for everywhere. Just, like, but the corridor of the freeway that I, I, I take when I go teach dance, there's always so much. So it's, like, I'm in the left lane because I don't want to be behind a huge semi-truck that's, like, swerving all over the place or whatever. Right. And and so it's, like, I'll pass the semi-truck, and then I'll get back over, and then it's, like, I'll pass another one. But my favorite thing in the entire world is, like, if I'm in the left lane and, like, the line ahead of me is, like, going slow, and the people that are behind me, they're, like, fuck this. So they get in the middle lane, and then they, like, cut in front of me and then immediately have to slow down. I was, like, yeah, no, I'm not just driving Miss Daisy. Like, it's... <laughs> The the people in Dicks. front of me are going slow as fuck, and then it's like I'll like get in the center lane, and I usually 
am a super asshole and like I'll drive up beside him and like wave at him and be like, "Hey, hey, fuck face, <laughs> hey, you it's fucking like, idiot." Yeah, I wasn't making shit up, man. I'm like, I'm not the slow guy. If I'm in the left lane, I'm going. I'm always pacing. Uh, I'm always pacing who's in front of me. Actually, like, like the second to last day of doing Matilda, uh, I was like on my way to the theater, and there's like a stretch of highway, and I was pacing like this red um, Chevy, whatever they, what is it, a Camaro? I think they. That's like the Bumblebee car in the Transformer movies or yes. whatever. Yes. I just see those and I go, "That's the Bumblebee car." And because uh, uh, that's how I used to explain it to my son as a kid, yeah. I was like, look, bumblebee car. Yeah. And um, but this thing, this guy was hauling ass and it's brand new. It's like a definitely like a 2022, you know, hauling ass bright red. And I'm just following it and I'm not paying attention to how fast I'm going because I'm like, listen, I would like always warm up. So it's like I would listen to the songs and I had recorded myself doing the scenes and all that sort of stuff. So I would listen to that and I would like be going over my lines and warming my voice up and that sort of stuff. And I'm just pacing the car in front of me and then all of a sudden lights pop up behind me. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? I was like, oh, it must be for that red uh, Camaro. And I like, I go over and then it follows me. I was like, motherfucker. And so like I pull over on average, on average, how long do you think a traffic stop normally takes uh, you think 15 20 minutes tops right right i was there less than five minutes and i got a ticket Oof. and i was like i i had my insurance stuff like on, on the app but of course i hadn't been on the app forever so i logged out and i was like what's my password i'm trying to figure it out but i didn't have it printed in my car and so she gave me a 500 dollars ticket for speeding uh -oh. and no proof of insurance 250 a pop oh and i was like bullshit Bitch. and so like i paid the speeding because i was speeding but i wrote a letter to the judge and i took it to the 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 county court like it's about 40 minutes uh south of me yeah and wrote this letter saying this is what happened this is what i was doing hoping the judge saw the play by the way <laughs> and i was like i was like your officer gave me less than five minutes of their time and i was trying to pull up my insurance to show that i was like i understand that i need to have it and blah 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 yeah. And um, I was like, my contact information is here. Please let me know if I need to pay the other 250 And I'm, I never heard from him, so I'm assuming they waived it. And my cousin <laughs> checked my driver's record, so he said it was cool. No, and, it is. <laughs> but then it must be cool. Then it must be cool. Yeah. It's, uh, wow. I, I was, and it was so funny, too, because I was just thinking that day, of course. I was like, you know, you've been traveling to Corvallis for the last four and a half months. Anywhere from three to six times a week. And yeah. you've never once had the cops around you or anything. And of course that day I got I got popped. Just and I was like, time. man. Have you have, have you had dude? I lost my car the other day. You, you lost it? I had a you lost I had your an car. old man. I had an old man brain fart where I went downtown mm. and I was gonna buy I'm going to a local book place. I was gonna buy a book. And I had circled the block a couple of times and, you know, and I, it's, it's in the exact same area where I used to do the barbecue stuff. Okay. So it's like a block over from that. So I was going to go visit my friends that were at the bar in the food court that I used to work to after. So like I walked to the bookstore, get my book, walk over a block, hang out with my friends for like 30, 40 minutes. We watched like the, um, end of the, uh, Halle Berry, James Bond movie with Pierce Brosnan or whatever, where they're like, I think they're like in the, the, like an ice casino or something like that 
and they they've got it on the because my buddy owns the bar, so he just puts on terrible movies all the time. <laughs> okay. And we're just sitting there joking. And I was like, all right, well, I got to go. I got to go do some recording stuff. I'll see you guys later. And because I had like, because I had parked down there for so like for eight months while I was doing the barbecue stuff, like I went to where I thought I would be parked. And I was like, well, no, that's not it. I was like, oh, no, you're probably a block over because you would have parked in front of like the, the book place downtown. Yeah. Walked over. I, for 30 minutes, walked around downtown up and down side streets at one point i go back into my buddy's bar just sweating because it was like 100 degrees like i don't know how hot it is for you guys but it's just been in the 90s for like a month here it's not bad it it hasn't been bad dude fucking oregon gets hot son it gets well yeah like well yeah we're in the valley too so it's Mm. like the heat it like it's eugene in that like eugene is in that too or no uh that's about an hour south of me. Right, right. So is that's not the valley. That's more of the mountain. No. Uh no, it's pretty flat out there. It's uh they just have that one Portland's about an hour north of me. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm you're right in the middle you know? in the capital. I remember that now. Yeah. <clears throat> but I like go into my friend's bar and I'm wearing like you know, a t shirt and shorts or whatever. I've sweated through like multiple parts of my shirt. I was glistening. I'm like I I think I think I'm crazy. Cause I was like he goes, I didn't want to make fun of you on the day because I could tell how bad of a time you were having. He goes, but fuck, you look like you were tweaked out on some meth or something like that. <laughs> he, goes, he goes, you come like into the bar talking to yourself, going like, I can't find my car. I can't find my car anywhere. I've been walking yeah. around all the since I last left you. I've been walking up and down the streets, up and down the streets. Just boom, boom, boom. There's nowhere. My car's nowhere. Would they have towed it? No, because it's been less than three hours. So they can't it's like and they and why would they tow it so quickly? He goes, he goes. He goes, it was really hard to feel bad for you because all I wanted to do was make fun of you. <laughs> and of course. I was like, and like, and then I was like, I was like, well, I guess I'm just gonna have to widen my search pattern, is I guess something that I said. <laughs> widen so I can I was, widen the net here. Yep. Get and so I was just like, well, on. I haven't been this way. And so I just took a right and started walking. And then I saw a car sitting on the side of the street and it all came back. I was like, oh, you're parked right around the corner because you circled the block twice and then you you just grabbed the first mm. spot. And it was right in front of this little Starbucks on the corner across from this uh, across from this church. And I just saw my car sitting there and I texted both of my friends and I was like, found it. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> Dude, no, that shit. Fuck, that shit's real, though, man. That shit's real. I OK. OK. So. I, I'm kind of an asshole, but like I was <laughs> okay. When I was younger, I was kind of an asshole, uh, more of an asshole. I was an asshole. I was like 22, 23, and my sister was getting married, and it was her. She was getting married on this weekend that happened to be this hippie festival that I really had to go to. And my sister, I remember her. Ple- she was pleading with me. She was like, "Do not go to this. I I need you at your my wedding. You're in the wedding." Please don't go. I was like, look, I'm just going to go one night, okay? One go real quick. <laughs> real quick. <laughs> we're going to get in and out, you know, in and out, in and out. It's going to be fine. I'll be back before the wedding starts. A-okay. So, of course, we go down. I get fucking so hammered, fucked up, out of my mind. You're like right. just wandering around all night and then find like I'm up all night, dude. I'm up all fucking night and and it's like six in the morning and I'm like, okay, I gotta we gotta get out of here. We gotta go. So I start looking <laughs> for my car. And I swear to God, I was looking for my car for four hours, 
walking up and down. I'm fucked up. I'm looking for my friends who rode with me. And if I couldn't have found them, if I wouldn't have found them, I would have left their asses because I had to get to my sister's wedding. And I was three hours away from, from Toledo. So, like, oh, we had to get on the road. And fuck it. And time is ticking. Time is ticking. Time is ticking. Sure. And I'm just like, what the fuck? And I can't find it. And, and, and I finally go up to a, a one of the people. I was like, are they towing cars, dude? Like, I cannot find my fucking car. Where's my car? He's like, dude, no one's towing cars. He's like, did you look in the other parking lot? No. And I'm like, <laughs> no. Where is that? <laughs> Where's the other parking lot? You say. (laughs) (laughs) So he fucking he like literally walks me over there and helps me try to find my car, and I immediately find it because everything comes (laughs) rushing back. I remember where it's at. I get to yeah. You see that? You see that image, and you're just like, oh, (sighs) this is the and and the thing that was fucking pissing me off the most was like. I was like, I know I'm not a fucking crazy person, like, (laughs) and I'm also like, I'm not that old yet. So why the (laughs) fuck, like, my brain just wasn't like connecting the memory of 90 minutes ago when I parked my car. (laughs) It's how it goes, bro. It was midday. It was like (laughs) one o'clock in the afternoon. I wasn't drinking. I wasn't doing anything. Damn, stone sober. (laughs) That's why. That's why it was so fucking frustrating to me because I'm like. Why the fuck can't I remember where I just parked my goddamn car? Yeah, it's, like... it's, it's, it's probably just gonna get worse, dude. By the way, I, I miss my sister's wedding. I I completely missed. Oh, that. it's okay. I'm sure you guys worked it out. Yeah, we worked out. She got divorced from that guy anyway, so whatever. So hey, so, right? so who cares? <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> that didn't work out. It didn't work out. So hey, it's all good. Uh, so... Yeah, like I've ha- I've got a couple of friends like that that are on like. <clears throat> like their third one they're like hey will you be there for my special day i'm like fuck no <laughs> i'm like i'm not dressing up to come to your third wedding <laughs> <laughs> third three day, dude. Like, get the fuck out of here with that it's shit t-shirt like, and I'm jeans wearing, son i'm wearing i'm wearing cut off jean shorts and a t-shirt at <laughs> most <up>. like <laughs> shut up cut off jean shorts get out of here i've got them I know you do. I can feel it. I can feel it from here. You and everyone else in Oregon has it. So there it is. I, mean, I don't know about that. I just, I remember wearing them all the time as a kid. And then like, I had these pair of jeans that I was like, they were, they were given to me by my, uh, by my ex. And I was like, I'm never going to wear these pants because like, mm. that's when she had, she'd checked out. She was like, here, these ones. I'm like, yeah, I would never wear these. They're like boot cut fucking Levi something <laughs> yeah. or whatever, you know, like big old like dad pants. And I was yeah. just like, I'm barely a dad. I was like, I'm Aww. a stepdad, you know? And so like, uh, like I'm not wearing these boot cut flared bullshits. And so I just cut them off. And uh, one of my, I was teaching a dance class like a month ago. And one of my kids was like, did you, uh, did you cut those yourself? I was like, yeah, why? And they're like, they're just it's actually it's really good they're very even like that's like the biggest problem when you i was like yeah i've got a little ocd like <laughs> yeah i've got a little <laughs> little I, I, it would drive me nuts if they're uneven you know it's like one's <laughs> halfway down your knee the one's above your knee it's just like come yeah fuck on yeah i yeah i'm not that so all my cutoffs are like one's down by my shin the other one's like halfway up my thigh i'm just like i'm going with it i don't give a fuck this is how i'm living i got bitches. a pair of sweatpants that are like that but i'm too lazy to like refix it because yeah. I was like I kind of like the length 
<laughs> yes. of, of one side and <laughs> the other side i'm like more like i use more so it's like you can't really tell i guess i don't more. know <laughs> like, I use my other side. well it's, it's it's like i only wear them when i dance and so it's like my right side is a little bit shorter and so it's like when i'm tap dancing like my right foot inevitably gets used more because i'm you know i'm right-handed mm. so usually you're you know that's the side you're, that like you're you dominant go to first yeah uh or or as my teacher called it uh busy foot and dumb foot oh. there's always the dumb foot that's just going like bump 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 while your foot's going like blah, 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 or whatever oh well look now naders is changing out of his boot cut levi's look what you did bentley look what you did oh you're already attacking Make, you're making the right move naders you're making the right move <laughs> um <laughs> pepe had a teacher uh, that went to school uh and when he was gonna go home he couldn't find his car so he called the police and reported it stolen when he was coming home, he found it in the garage. Well, he <laughs> Dude, shouldn't have been teaching. Around, he shouldn't have been teaching. I was walking Pepe. around hitting the button, too. Oh, God. I was like, maybe I'll be, like, be within the range where I can hear my car horn, like, honk or whatever. Like... <laughs> It never works. It never fucking works. I do the same shit. Well, no, I, yeah, I was two blocks away from it. You so can't like, hear it. You, know. you can't hear that shit. It's like, especially mine is like such a beat, like, because it's like a, a, I guess, newer car. Not really. It's over. It's like oh, 10 sure. years old, but it's like a beep, beep. It's not like the old school, like, fucking. Oh, yeah. nah, nah. Mine's old school. It's yeah. a 2004. It's oh, a, okay. It's an old, it's an old uh, 2004 Ford Taurus. It looks like a cop <laughs> car. <laughs> oh, that is tight. That yeah. is well, something special. You know, when you get a divorce, sometimes you need a car. So, like, I, I went to a dead grandma auction and bought it for thirty-two hundred bucks. <laughs> sometimes in life, you need sometimes a fucking life, affordable car. And, and what's crazy is, I bought it in two thousand seventeen. It was a two thousand and four. It had twenty eight thousand miles on it, which is why the other reason I bought it. Yeah, I was like, "That's a that's, that's a it. solid investment right there." That's it. This that's car's been one. around for thirteen years and it has less than thirty thousand miles on it. Wow! There you go. There it is. Yeah, it was a it was a solid investment. It was really weird to be over when I was over there with my family because it was like my male cousin, the cop, and his dad. And at one point, we were all like sitting on on chairs like around the fire with our legs out in front of us crossed at the ankles and we all kind of sit like this naturally and like i like kind of like you know like poked my cousin i was like i was like don't don't make any sudden moves but look at you me and your dad and we were all posed the exact same he goes whoa that's fucked up and like <laughs> it was it was really interesting to be around all of them uh, for the first time in like 22 years because I was like, I always just assume that while physically <clears throat> I look and sound a lot like my dad, I didn't realize how much I looked like them as well. Yeah. Like I didn't realize, like I was like, oh, <clears throat> I look a lot more like them than I thought. And like just personality traits being around them and stuff like that. I was just like watching all this stuff and I was just like, holy shit. Like, yeah. Wow. That is nuts to be around. Just like the way they laugh, the way they move certain like little things that they do. I was like, I do all of those things. Yeah. That's, I love that about family, though. I love that about family, that it's like these people that you've just sort of known your whole life and you all have a piece of each other inside of each other, which sounds weird. But it, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you all have, you all are in each other. Uh, but the the but I like that about family. And, and that was what was kind of cool about coming back to Ohio after living in California for so many years is that is reconnecting with stop it natives you better stop fuck it he said giggity uh the 
listen, I, I do have a listen, I do have a cousin who's pretty hot, and she may or may not have given me a boner one time in my life. On purpose, okay? And she thought it was funny. Is she available? No. Ah, well. No. She's a <laughs> she's a nurse practitioner who is definitely fucking living her best life. Um but uh, we Those were nurses, young. man. They like to they like to get down. Nurses are a different kind of people, man. I, I I've come to know like working with nurses. I I work in a kitchen at a retirement home, so like I'm working with nurses and 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 aides all the time, and they're um they are different people, man. Like today, one of the nurses came like in. the disease. I knew that was gonna happen. No, like <laughs> no, like nurses aides. They're aides. I knew that was what's gonna happen. One of the one of the fucking. <laughs> One of the nurses came in today, and I mean, they're just very straightforward to the point. Like, they don't like fucking around because they've seen like horrible things, you know? They've seen like yeah, death someone and just blood. on them earlier. Oh, or yeah, someone just vomited on their fucking tits, yeah. you know? It's like whatever just happened is just horrible, and it's just like the, the, the dredges of humanity. So, like, uh, I, I, you know, I mad respect. Well, this one nurse today was like, fucking, someone was sick because they, uh, they got the flu shot. And they had a fever, and she's like, that's why I don't get no fucking vaccines. <laughs> and I was like, wait, no vaccines? And she's like, none. I was like, wait a second, not even oh the vaccine? And she's like, not even that fucking vaccine. Fuck that vaccine. Yeah. I was like, it's oh, crazy. I know, really? I know some people that, yeah, that are that are in the medical field that that haven't. I uh, yeah. I sent you on uh, on Messenger, I sent you a picture of my cousin and I. Brought to uh, you by Pfizer. <laughs> Fuck yep, you. There it is. Pay me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Bon. <laughs> Bro, I don't see the canceled stamp, but I want I want it for the cousin boner. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Listen, I was young. And thank you for those biddies, Papa Sweet. I appreciate you. Uh yeah, we should probably cancel me for even talking about that. I'm sure I'm sure that uh that that if my cousin heard that, she would be horrified. <laughs> there you go. Canceled. <laughs> Uh, there it is. Canceled for we're canceled now, friend. We're canceled. Yeah, exactly. It happened. Thank uh, you, Robert Danny Jr. Here, just letting you know that you're canceled because your cousin gave you a boner. So <laughs> think about that. Maybe come back to me or don't. Doesn't really matter. Also, you missed your sister's first wedding. I uh, heard that was a great travesty. It was, but you know what? I made up for it on the second wedding. But yeah, it's it, no on the good one. Yeah, on on the one that's still valid. It's still going, still rocking and rolling. So wait, you you uh you were saying something about you got friends in the 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 medical field. I don't know what you. Oh saying. oh, uh, and and from what I've uh yeah I've I've talked to some of them and. Yeah, some of them too. They're just like, I'm not taking that fucking vaccine. Yeah. I was like, interesting. interesting. It is interesting. Like, it is interesting. And and uh, to see her so vehemently fucking just opposed to it. And honestly, yeah. like right now, I know like two or three people who have family members that are actually fucking who like one was hospitalized, another one's in serious condition from injuries from the shot. And oh, so, interesting. And so it's like, man, you know, like I, I, I've, I've, I've talked all about it and I kind of like backed away from talking about it, obviously, because sure. everybody was fucking getting fucking canceled and shit. And plus, I, I just talked over it too much. During the pandemic, I was just going nuts on everything. So, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, everyone was. 
but yeah, no, I mean, again, I, I would never say to anybody not to get the shot, but I, I definitely, it's definitely the the idea of asking questions shouldn't be something that makes you a bad person. No, right? no, yeah, you shouldn't be demonized for wanting to know facts or wanting to further educate yourself on something before doing, you know, something like that. Right. Um, <clears throat> absolutely not. I uh, I split my shin open the other day. Ooh, that sounds fun. <clears throat> yeah, I... Um, Were you tap dancing? <clears throat> no, I'd taken out my... It's, it was way dumber. Um, <clears throat> I'd taken out my bath mat in my bathroom to, like, wash it, you know, uh, so it doesn't get all uh, sour smelling. Right. And I just had a towel down, <laughs> but, like, I wasn't used to that, so I, like, stood up and turned and... Uh, slipped like it was fucking home alone, and my shin went straight into the side of the uh, um, of the bathtub, and then I fell over <laughs> into the bath, <laughs> and I just like I like I paused for a second because like you know, <laughs> ever since Tom Segura broke his arm playing oh, basketball, shit. like anytime I've fallen, I'm like because I'm 40, I'll be 41 next week. I'm yeah. just like I just like sat there for a second, was like. Waiting for pain to kick in. I was like, okay, it's only my shin. And I just kind of straighten my le left leg out and I look at my shin and I just see it go like, uh. and like, I was like, neat. And, but like, my shins are all kind of messed up anyway. Cause like when I used to kickbox and do martial arts, oh, shit. we would have to, we'd have to hit them with bamboo sticks to like, to like, and we would like roll along the shins to kill the nerve endings and also but just like toughen up the skin and that sort of stuff. Oh, you're doing the Jean-Claude Van Damme type shit? Yeah. Blood yep. sport shit? Yeah. <laughs> he took and that my, shit my seriously. my instructor actually, to get rid of my flinch, <laughs> yeah. uh, I would have to stand in a horse stance, look into the mirror, and he would walk around and hit me with a stick. And like, uh, and if I flinched, I had to do 20 push-ups on my knuckles. Oh, shit. And it was like, it was like, the floor, the floor was cement with that really bad gray nylon office carpet, you know? Oh. It's basically Velcro. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And so, <clears throat> to this day, these two knuckles, because you're supposed to just do them on these two, the front two, the ram's head mm -hmm. knuckles, they're both flat and have scars all over them from me doing so many, <laughs> until, like, I lost my flinch, basically. But he would do the hit on the legs, hit on the stomach, and in my head, I was going, like, this is just like blood sports. <laughs> of course. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah. He was awesome. He uh, he quit teaching martial arts to like open up a, a restaurant and stuff. He was he was a really really cool guy. He, and um, is he dead? He was a black belt. No, I, I haven't been able to find him online. I've oh. looked him up multiple times. So I don't know. Maybe he is dead. Oh. But like um, he uh, he was a black belt in like four or five other martial arts. So he was like one of the first ones that realized. I think whether he knew it or not that I was ADHD. Because, like, I wouldn't focus, but he would show me, like, the stuff for the week. And then he would, and then he would uh, um, say, now, if you're in Taekwondo, you would be around here. And then we, like, we'd learn some of that. And then he's like, and then if you're, like, in traditional, like, Shotokan Karate, you're doing this sort of stuff. And so, like, when I would go to tournaments, I would see who I was fighting from what school or whatever. And I would match their stance and mm -hmm. fight in their style for a little bit. And it used to, he, I would just hear him cackling on the side of the, you know, on the side of the, uh, of the thing or whatever. And I remember this one, this Taekwondo kid, uh, I knew who he was and he had really, he has really fast feet. And 
So I was like, he's going to come in at me because I've been watching him like, you know, the other, at, you know, throughout the tournament or whatever. Yeah. Like, he's going to charge me. And I did like this reverse jump spin kick and I yes. caught him right in the solar plexus. Ooh. And he went flying back and hit. And they were like, you know, like, and I just heard him like I heard him hit, and then I and then they're like, they're like, point, you know, blah blah blah. <clears throat> and it was silent for a second. Then I just heard, <laughs> and I totally knocked the wind out of this kid. That's how I, I felt could be. so bad. Well, that's <laughs> they, what you're they called to it. Do, they were son. like, he's like, I can't. He was like, I can't, you know. And just, they called it. They're like, you know, that's tight. It's <laughs> like, what's what did you supposed to do though? You're fucking. You're sparring. That's that's how it works. It's, yeah, you I might have went uh, a little fucking hefty, but like, hey, you won. Well, that and I was so small. Like I was smaller than most <sighs> people too. So it's like I I didn't think because and the kid was bigger than me. So I figured how hard I kicked him, like, because I was smaller, like, I didn't, it didn't process in my brain that I could have hurt him. Uh, I was like, and that was like the first time I actually realized that I was like, oh, I can hurt. I was like, what I know actually can hurt somebody, even if they're yeah. bigger than me, which worked out for me well, you know, because I was a little smart mouth and, and a lot of the kids of my junior high grew to be the size that they were as adults in mm. the seventh grade. So I got picked on a lot and like stuffed into lockers and I spent classes in there and like on the side of lockers and stuff. It's like, it's a real thing. But yeah, I remember the first <laughs> time one of the bullies came after me and I like tie kicked his, his thigh Ooh. and it didn't hit for a second. And then it's like he took, it was like T-1000 getting frozen and he like, <laughs> like took a couple more steps and then he just went down because I Charlie yeah. horsed, horsed his leg basically. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. Tight. And then I was like, I was like, and I looked around his friends. I was like, who's next? Like, you know. <laughs> Just you got yeah, to. I was, yeah, I was an insane kid. But like that's a, but that's how you gotta be. If you're fucking getting fucked with because I was fat. I was a fat fuck. So like I had kids fucking with me, but they yeah. couldn't, but but like I wasn't they I was fat and I wouldn't fucking hit anybody unless they came at me. And then so these mother but and I would talk shit because I'm a shit yeah. talker. And then yeah. so they would come for me and I'd fuck them up. And I was in Taekwondo too. I made it up to green belt. So like nice. I was fucking kids up. Too bad I don't remember any of that. And every time I've fought and <laughs> since I've been an adult, I've always gotten my ass floored. So, you know, <laughs> I, I haven't fought in a long, long time. I think the last time that I fought, the last time that I, f that I remember it, I was like in my early 20s. Wow. I know. Yeah, me too. <clears throat> it's, why I, it's why I don't drink whiskey anymore. Because like I was just like, talking shit to this guy getting punched in the face walking at him <laughs> laughing at him and then i then i did something probably terrible like i yeah i still uh yeah i got a good front kick still uh <laughs> roundhouse kicks and that sort of stuff but a front kick is really like all you need like you yeah. you hit somebody with like one of those or whatever and and also what the the terrible part is too is that like my instructor would be like if you're in a street fight and you like you're you feel like that you know you're in danger he's like you don't play nice. Yeah. He's like, kick someone in the kneecap. He the goes, balls, he goes, that whatever. will ruin someone's yeah. day. And I was like, in their life too, probably. He goes, yeah, but if it's between you and them, you know, like he would, he he was always very, and that guy, that guy always knew when I forgot to wear my cup to uh, <laughs> to to a session because he would like he could tell in my posture and like how I was defending or whatever. Uh -huh. like, Let's spar. And this is this dude who's so quick, so fast, so strong. And he would just try to fucking with kicks or whatever, just try to like 
he and then like he'd be like guard your groin i know you're not wearing it guard your groin you know and i'd be like oh you son of a bitch dude fuck dude <laughs> Oh man, oh, we have a couple questions <clears throat> from the chat for you. Awesome, so we sure. should probably we should probably address them since they've been out there. Uh, for since what? they've been listening to us just <laughs> gab like a couple of gals on a mom walk. Uh, exactly, exactly. Um, <laughs> hey, you know what? This is how we catch up. You know, guys, this, just yeah. let us let let us chat. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. The first this... hour is for us. The second hour is for you. <laughs> when did uh, when did you understand that you wanted to be a stand up comedian? Uh, guess he guess his friend pushed him. So, oh, so this was when you were talking about about doing uh, doing stand up. But uh, when did you when did you want to become a stand up comedian? And what when did you understand? He, he's from Sweden, so like the English is. Oh, I I'm got try, it. Yeah, it's I'm all good. Um, I would say that. Um, I would say that I've always kind of wanted to do it when I lived in Los Angeles and. From like 2007 to about 2010 everybody that i knew down there like that i was working with professionally that i you know I, I had like this group of people i was doing short films with and doing voiceover stuff with and like probably five or six people told me they're like you should do stand-up man you're really funny you should do stand-up like the way that you talk and the way that you tell stories and stuff like that like you're just naturally funny and mm. and so i had thought about doing it down there and then <clears throat> just never did and then my butt there was an open mic here in town and my my friend richard went he's like i'm gonna i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it and i was like cool i'll come and watch and i watched him do it and this motherfucker murdered he hmm. i've i i recorded the set i still have it and listened to it he <laughs> for his first one murdered and it was so because he's just like another funny guy. He told this amazing story, and it was just destroyed. And like you hear my friend Jared, who uh, um, who plays uh, 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 Randall in the Clerks musical, because he was he was the host of the of the open mic. You hear him get on stage. He goes, "Thanks everybody." You know, everyone just explodes laughing. You hear he goes, he goes, "What the hell was that, man?" He goes, you just come out of nowhere, and like, and I was like, oh, dude, I can do half as bad as that for sure. <laughs> and so, the next week, the first Thursday in February of 2014, I went on stage and I did my first, I did my first set, and it was a lot. It didn't go bad. It wasn't as good as my friends at all, but like, it was a lot of setup for every joke. It was just be like. Oh, and then this. Oh, and then, the, you know, and then I would get to the punchline and people would like laugh or whatever. Yeah. But then there's footage of me online. And I think you've you've probably seen it. Yeah. And I it's think like I played this, it in this before. Or yeah. The yeah. The, the thing from like 2015, 11 months later, that entire set was completely, um, completely improvised because I had planned on doing something else because they were recording. And then I the second I got on stage, I was like, I need to complain about my son's basketball practice because they are fucking terrible. <laughs> Like, I think the line I said was, and I improvised this, and it's still a really good line. I was like, they're like the Mighty Ducks before Emilio Estevez shows up. Like, they are just <laughs> fucking dog shit. Yeah. And I just, like, talked about that, and I talked about, like, some Oregon Ducks football game and hanging out with my son and stuff. And people were like, holy fuck, I didn't know you had those jokes. I was like, I made all of that up. Mm -hmm. I was like, I kind of blacked out. I don't know what happened. I just went um, for it. Yeah. But, yeah, it was February 2014, and I've just always, because of, doing theater and because of you know um 
uh, hosting some certain things and seeing my father like do like live radio and live television and different stuff like it's never and having done so much like live theater in front of audiences and playing music in front of people like I was mm -hmm. always the guy that like if something happened my the mic went into my mouth and I just started talking to entertain people until like yeah. whatever was fixed the string was replaced or the drum head was like you know whatever it was yeah and so and it's never bothered me and because I record myself so much I'm sure you have a similar thing is that like I've never had that thing of like the I call it the Marge Simpson thing of is that what my voice sounds like coming out of a speaker mm. or or whatever like <clears throat> <clears throat> since i was a little kid i was 11 years old doing like live theater in pioneer courthouse square in portland oregon mm. like just stopping just like people on their lunch break and being like we're gonna do a show right here and like we're just gonna project in it so it's, i and then obviously have, having done close to ten thousand voiceovers now mm. i've edited myself a lot right right and so like i i, I have sort of like a a disassociation with hearing my voice and that, i think that's like the biggest thing for people when they first start is that they're like oh shit is this where do i put the mic where do i do this what da, 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 da. and like i remember there was this time this this fucking guy that was like running a mic uh and he goes so because he'd never heard me before he didn't know what i could do and like he he goes so um so you're brand new and and for whatever reason he thought i was brand new i don't mm. know why he goes so this is this is how you hold the microphone uh you put it right you know talk you know it's like a sure sm58 or whatever he's right. like you know you put it right in front of you a good two to three inches here so you got good and i went hey man i talk into a microphone for a living i understand how they work <laughs> i get it <laughs> and he was just like he was like oh sorry 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 for some reason i thought you had never done stand up i was like no real quick someone that's never done stand-up before <laughs> is going to do 15 minutes tonight like does that sound right to you and he goes oh yeah i guess so huh and i, I was like are we good because i'm gonna go have a drink at the bar like, i'm gonna go buy their cheapest beer <laughs> oh man I mean, but i hope i answered the question like it, it, it was always did. something i wanted to do and now that i do it it's just like even like like during the play, like I took time off from like doing it, and I kind of got back into it because my buddy was coming to town, so I started going to open mics again and and just dusting off some like some old bits and that sort of stuff, mm -hmm. working on some new bits. What is always before you move on with that? I'm so sorry. Nader's got to go, and it's his birthday, and he asked a question. Yeah. What's your favorite voice to impersonate? What is my favorite? And this voice is from to Nader's. Impersonate? Just so we can ask his question before he leaves. Sure. Um, it depends on the day. It really just depends on the situation. Like if I want to be silly and talk fast, I do Robert Downey Jr. because he's really good at that. It's kind of like non -lay. you know, you know, he can pretty much, you know, Nader, happy birthday. First of all, Robert Downey Jr. here. And I uh, just want to say happy birthday. Have a great time. Uh, you know, don't do anything I wouldn't do or would have already done. They got me thrown in jail. Uh, and so it's like you kind of like it can kind of like or like if I want to be more contemplative, it's, you know, Nick Offerman, uh, you know, Ron Swanson, where it's like. Yes. Well, here's the thing about birthdays. They're really meaningless. So happy birthday. You know, yeah. it, it kind of just depends on the joke or whatever. Um, the longest running one, obviously, is Van Damme. Uh, just because like I, I've done it since like I used to watch Bloodsport all the time on TBS. <laughs> and uh, I just thought like this guy talks funny. Like yeah. he doesn't sound like Arnold. He doesn't sound like 
anybody else. Like he just has a funny voice. Is he French, by the way? What is he? Austrian? Yeah, he's from Belgium. He's and from so Belgium. his first language is French. His second language is German. His third language is English. Son of a bitch. Yeah. Sunday to bitch. Is that good enough, guys? <laughs> and like, um, and then or like uh <laughs> Bloodsport, what a good movie. Hey, yeah, classic. like uh the yeah, the I forgot what I was gonna say, but but yeah, it just depends on or or like the the scenario. So like when I was younger, I, I heard someone say giggity earlier. And for me, as a as a early 20-something, first starting to drink the beers, that's right when the Family Guy DVDs came out. Oh, so like those yeah. would be on a, in the background at parties. Yeah. And I would like watch the special features and I would watch them do the voices and right. stuff. So I would just because Seth actually like, will talk about it. He'd be like, I gotta like clamp this and put my Well, yeah, with Peter, he talks out of the I didn't yeah. realize how he was doing it, but he talks out of the side of his mouth, which sort of gives him like that tweeter, right. sort of like that. So, you know, I mean, you could do Peter Griffin when you're talking just like this, but the second you take it over here to the side of the mouth, it really starts to sound like you. It's like, hey, you dumb bastard. What are you doing? Giggity, I'll show you what I'm doing. Giggity goo. Oh, on your face. Happy birthday. You know. What about walking? Naders wants to know about walking. Oh, walking? Uh, walking isn't somebody that Zippy, I do. welcome um, in. Oh, so that's a no. That's a no, Naders. Hey, uh, I mean, guys, I can do in. it. It, but it's like it's not something that I do because so many people do. It's kind of similar to Arnold. Like, mm. uh, but yeah, walking. It always is kind of here, sure, you, me, hanging out. But he goes down and does the whisper, and that's the fun part. Like, uh, but like that's as good as it gets. Like I don't really practice it or whatever. Uh, Jeff Goblin is uh, yes, 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 is somebody that I've uh, been working on uh, recently because of the. Uh, because of the uh, the dinosaurs and the uh, the credit card commercials, mm, yes, making that money. <laughs> Thanks for the bitties, Papa Sweet. No <laughs> worries. Hey guys, welcome in. Hey Bentley, uh, we're gonna take a pause for the cause. We got a we got a raid up in this bitch. Uh, Ooh, uh, give me, that mean? Uh, it means that uh, Zippy Zipper brought her community over to uh, to the show. So uh, welcome in, and then she brought Robbie with her. Hold on, uh, hold on, guys. Let yes, me go grab Robbie. my guitar. All right, all right, Bentley Vamp. Oh, uh, oh, he's going to get his guitar. Mm, an empty chair. So many possibilities. Uh, dear God, uh, look at that space background. Is he in space? Mm, who knows? Zippy zipper, uh, zippy zipper. I forgot. I forgot already what he said. Hello, welcome, welcome to the party. Welcome. I think you came uh, last time, and uh, now he's got to play a song about like donuts or bagels or some tacos or something, right? Like, uh, I forget exactly what it is, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, thanks for coming to hanging out. Always appreciate the, appreciate the love. Is this the thing where you have to play like the taco or donut song or something? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. It, and you're involved. Uh, and we'll even bring oh, I am? Yeah. Hold on. I got to find you though. I know. Oh, here you are. Boom. You can, you're, you're here. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's fucking no, fucked up. Hold on. <laughs> Here, I'll slouch in my seat. No, we can, we can, we can work this out here. Wee! <laughs> my doctor will be happy. I'm sitting up straight. Oh, good. Mine won't. <laughs> uh, okay, here we go, guys. This is for Zippy Zipper, who just raided us. Thank you so much, Zippy. I appreciate you bringing your peeps over here, and uh, and Robbie. What's up, Robbie? How you doing, buddy? Good to see you. Welcome in. In a world where Zippy and Robbie raid the stream, now one man has to play a song about tacos. It's raining tacos 
from out of the sky Yes, tacos, no need to ask why Just open your mouth and close your eyes It's raining zippy It's raining zippy Out in the streets, yes, zippy All you can eat Lettuce and shells, cheese and meat It's raining zippy like a dream yum 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 more sour cream it's raining tacos cause Robbie said so it's tacos cause Robbie's the goat lettuce and cheese fuck okay it's raining tacos oh Oh, sorry, fucked it all up, guys. Sorry, guys. It's all good. <laughs> and that goes out to Zippy and Robbie, a hot one from Mikey B. Let me tell you how entertaining we are, Robbie. I, I go out to the living room to get my guitar, and Raina's sleeping on the couch with the laptop with the stream going on. And she's like, <laughs> <laughs> so into this. She's like, I've heard these idiots talk before. <laughs> like, I can go take a nap. Yeah, she's like, fuck it. Uh, uh, good to know my follow mod cares. Yes, exactly. Me, me, me. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I, I turned that all the way. Yeah, okay. Ayo. Apology not accepted. Do it again. <laughs> oh, you want. Here we go. Three, four. It's, it's raining, raining tacos. tacos. From out of the sky, yes, tacos. Okay, let's let's get out of this. We're we're done with that. We we've acknowledged. Uh, I was gonna do. Oh Jesus Christ! Oh no! God oh damn it! Ah, uh, here goes TMZ Mikey. <laughs> TMZ Mikey P. What's up? Let's rain other foods now. We don't need other food. We don't need food raining from the skies unless it's something. God damn it, Mike! I love. Listen, Papa Sweet, I love you too, brother. I'm, I'm so I'm so glad that you're here and and you're hanging out and 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 we're all here yeah. together. Um, the last time it rained food from the sky was the story of Moses in the Old Testament. Manna. Manna. Yeah, baby. Let's, fuck, let's hear Coming from the stage, Manna. <laughs> there we go. Now we're talking, bud. <laughs> um. <laughs> So we we I, I know I interrupted you twice now. And ah, you, I forgot what we were talking about. So well, we were matter. talking about your favorite impersonation, and uh, you said it, it it varies. It varies. Um, yeah, but yeah, it just depends. Again, it also I kind of going back to the stand up thing. Like I said, like it depends on the audience. So like I know that like when my kids, both of my kids did this, they brought me in for show and tell. And just had me do voices. So I did like Family Guy voices. <laughs> That's tight. And like ran through like, you know, most of the male characters on Family Guy and like these fourth graders, you know. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I love that. Uh. Uh, doing Optimus Prime. That also was like a big hit for all of them, you know, because yeah. they're like, oh my gosh, you know, like uh, doing that sort of, uh, you know, all that sort of stuff. So I don't know. It's, uh, it, it, it's not really a favorite thing. It kind of goes with like what uh what's going on in the moment and also like being able to sort of augment uh an impression to be like a normal voice like i did this thing recently like like we need like an old wizard and i was like well i'll just mix gandalf and dumbledore together like you know so it's like doing 
<clears throat> they were trying to basically say do Gandalf, but like you can't necessarily, you know, like, so, you know, Ian McKellen, obviously, doing Gandalf in, in here. And so I just sort of did a little bit less British, a little bit deeper of a thing, but sort of kept it right in here. And this was my wide, you know, my wise old wizard voice. Mm. It was sort of whispered and everything was obviously very dramatic. But I mean, it's the jump off point is doing a Ian McKellen impression or mm. whatever. And so, or like, in, or, or if I see a breakdown, like a description breakdown of, of somebody, uh, depending on what the adjectives are that are used, I kind of can then base um <clears throat> like sort of base like i think it's this kind of guy you know like it's this kind of impression it's this 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 seems true for it to be you know like a nick offerman or an ian mckellen or a you know a robert downey jr like quick talking witty blah 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 that's robert downey jr hmm. to me so it's like sort of putting myself in that headspace and then changing the voice enough to where like maybe even the sort of speech pattern is similar or whatever like so like when i was doing matilda i said who hate like when i was trying to figure out trunchbull's voice it was a mix of two things which was um it was alan rickman it was like his speech pattern hmm. because i was like who hates kids more than professor snape <laughs> and and so you know that that alan rickman sort of oh wonderful to see you so excited to be here that sort of that sort of thing but then mix it in with uh dame maggie smith who plays mcgonagall that that higher like sort of brogue and like the roll of the tongue and so for so for uh trunchbull it was very much oh matilda one more so wonderful to see you <laughs> i can't believe you're here in my skew and mm. like i was like I was like, I would, I would try to take words that I think that she would likely try to like class up or something mm. like that and try to say them like posh, even though she's probably saying it wrong or something yeah. like that. It's not dissimilar to like Frank from House Party, which was they're like, we want an East Coast tough guy. But in the script, it said dude a lot. And I knew Jesse from Breaking Bad says dude. Yeah. Now, like I've never seen Breaking Bad, but I know he sort of has that rough voice. He says, dude. So no. it's like, I was like, Oh, so that's where guys, how's it going, though? You know, staying yeah. away from the alcohol. So it's like, it's those two things that's like, that kind of, and also like, I kind of made this realization. I don't think Frank even talks like that because certain lines, I go more New York, certain lines, I go more Jersey, certain lines, I go more Boston. And to me, I think Frank is just, he's putting on that voice to sound like a touch, a tough guy. Whereas like when he goes home, even though you never see this, He's like, well, Franklin, you did it again. Another <laughs> night of saving party goers from drinking alcohol and doing drugs. Well done, Franklin. Good show. Good show. And it's not like, what the fuck, though? How yeah. you doing? I'll fucking beat your ass. Yeah. You yeah. Know, like, that sort of thing. After this, actually, uh, I forgot I do have more work. I'm, I'm recording the lines for the Doja Cat DLC that's coming out Ooh, in a couple of months. Ooh, the DLC. And and she's got a, a yeah. Doja's got me. Moving Dutchman, thank you so much, my friend, for that sub. I appreciate you. You're, you're too kind, my friend. You're too. I, kind. That always throws me off whenever I see that. No, I know it's ridiculous. But it. Uh, but yeah, like. I'm sorry, that, I'm interrupting that, you again. Hello, I'm just Dutchman. This is this Bentley. is Gandalf. Thank you for all that you do for this channel, and 
always remember, a moving Dutchman is never late, nor early, but arrives precisely when he means to. XL cock subs again. That's right. <laughs> Extra large cocks coming in, baby. I forgot that I did those. Like, I heard the Van Damme one earlier, and I was like, oh, right. I forgot about that. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We use that. You're all over the stream, man, and the oh, podcast. Thank you. Yeah. You're... It's nice. Like I, I've said before, it's always nice to, like, come on here and just, like, hang out and, yeah. and, uh, and, and chit chat. But it's always kind of cool to see, like, how you've grown the channel or, you know, what, uh, you know, with thing, the, baby. you got the girl, you got the wig goal going on up there and like you know all these graphics and all this cool stuff i remember doing it before it was it was uh all the graphics and multiple screens and all that sort of stuff it was just sort of like chitting and chatting but now yeah it's always impressive to me when you're able well, to uh it's it's fucking it, it's definitely expanded but it, it's it's just it's more fun now it's more fun for me too it's just like it's fun to have people hang out and give their stuff wait a second is that where's chris l cox at i don't see chris l cox where is he at yeah, where's your cocks? Where's Silent L at? Oh, we had another question from Pepe. I, I don't know if Pepe's still... Pepe Sylvia? No, Pepe's, Pepe Z, I think. It's a Seinfeld joke, anyway. Yeah. Or no, no, sorry, it's uh, Ollie Sunny in Philadelphia, like where Charlie's got like all like the red yarn. He's like, Pepe Sylvia, Pepe Sylvia. Pepe, I don't remember. Is that when he's all like... I don't remember, dude. I don't remember any of these. Oh, there's there, there's Pepe. There's Pepe. He was, or um, they, I, I'm sorry. I don't even know if Pepe's a dude, so I'm just going to say they. All good. Uh, is it possible to live by uh, live doing stand-up comedy uh, without being a celebrity? Is it possible to get gigs like a musician and have an okay income? Or, or uh, oh, yeah, and, and is it very competitive? Very competitive. Um yeah, I, I mean, I have a I have a friend who like you probably don't know who he is, but that's his only job, and he supports his family, his two kids, and his his wife and dog or whatever. Like he's a he's on a cruise line right now, I think, doing stand up. But like other than that, like he just books his own shows. Like even my my buddy Ken uh, Ken Hamlet, who I was like doing all the shows with that we were talking about like near the beginning. He's out of Chicago and he books his own tour. It's his podcast show and like all this stuff and. It's very possible. I mean, it helps if you've got like a successful podcast and like, you know, uh, are, are more of a, you know, known in that world. Obviously, like, you know, Bill Burr just sold out fucking what was it, Fenway Park or something like that, and like a baseball stadium, <laughs> and, like, you know, like that's tight. Crazy man, like oh, like the only other person that does that is like Kevin Hart. Like right. Tom Segura is out on like a huge theater tour and also is doing like, you know, like the half basketball thing. So it's like eight to twelve thousand people or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Dalia's getting back out there doing theaters that are like three and five thousand people. You think? Yeah, I mean he's coming back. Like people aren't holding a grudge too much, right? No, no not at all. Like his podcast has been going strong for like the last you know year and a half or something like that, and or two years, whatever it was, and, like, you know, um, and also it helps that, obviously, like, while he was being a piece of garbage at the time, like, he didn't technically, like, do anything wrong to where there could be any charges or anything, mm -hmm. so I'm, you know, so it's like, uh, but he's completely changed his life. He's a dad now, and he's, like, you know, in therapy and counseling, doing all sorts of stuff. Like, it's entirely, like, even, like, smaller comedians, um, as far as audience wise i don't mean that in any other way than just like the numbers wise touring comedy clubs like if you do 
four shows Friday, Saturday night and you do well, I mean, I've heard uh, for four, like you can make 20, 30 grand for sure doing comedy clubs that are two, 300 seats or whatever. And like, as long as you do well on all four shows, like you can really, you can really do well um, as an, as a middle usually, uh, there's usually the host and then like the the middle comedian that like the uh, comic brings with them, like their pal or whatever, depending on the size of the venue, depending on the comic, like you could technically probably still do pretty well being a like a, a featured act uh, as well. You know, it's like a couple hundred bucks or whatever, but like the comedian's probably going to fly you there. They're going to put you up, that sort of stuff. So it's like as long as you've got a decent run of tour dates or whatever, like you could definitely do well. And then if you've got a podcast and you've got like, you're building your fan base and you're selling your merch off of your website and stuff like that. Like, like I know Segura, like they'll do like limited shirt runs. They'll do 5,000 shirts. And it's like, once they're gone, they're gone. Yeah. But they're charging 30 bucks for So they're making, you know, whatever that is. Yeah. Thousands. <laughs> like, quarter of a million dollars or something like that on a, on a run of like 5,000 shirts. Or and it's just like some that. stupid catchphrase from the podcast. It's just, yeah, it's just something that it's like that mom jeans up. or jeans, right? Like it's just something, yeah, you know, jeans. just something stupid <laughs> or like, Oh man, I was just watching this one. The other, uh, I was just watching the new, uh, uh, two bears, one K from Monday. And one of their producers, Zolo went to a Garth Brooks concert yes. and they've got this whole thing about like Garth Brooks, like, because he, he he seems like he's kind of like dead behind the ice. And so like they've got this whole bit about how like where the bodies buried Garth and stuff like that. He gets on the Jumbotron holding a sign that says, we love Garth. And the second he sees it, he drops it. And underneath it, he goes, where are the bodies, G? And like he got on a Jumbotron in front of like 80,000 people. <laughs> and they immediately cut away from that shit. Where's the bodies? Yeah. And like... Uh, <laughs> And like uh, they had like a fake protest going on in front of the the, and so someone asked him they're like, "Do you think he knows who you are?" He goes, "Oh, he definitely knows who he am, who I am." He goes, "I can't comment on his Instagram. Like I'm shadow banned from his comment." Like, he goes, "He goes if I comment, it doesn't show up." So other he goes, "I can see that I've commented, mm. but other people can't see that I've wow. commented." And I'm like, "He definitely knows who you are." Yeah, but like. As far as like the level that I'm at, would I quit my day job? Like the only way that I could do it is if I have a, a mobile rig, which I do. Like I took it to Bend in case I got a voiceover and I was going to commandeer like one of my cousin's closets. Like if I got any orders while I was over there on the weekend. And luckily I didn't. And but like I could definitely like go out and but then again, there's no draw to see me. Hmm. People don't know who I am. So it's like they could give me a headlining spot. But like if 15 or 20 people, if that show up, like I'm not going to make any fucking money because like, you know, the club has to like the club makes like usually you make like a door deal. So it's like you get X percentage of the door. And if the bar and if you sell out, then you get a bump. And then like, you know, if the bar does well, you get a bump. And so like you could make. Even like I said, even in comedy clubs, you know, one night only one show if you sold it out and like you know the bar does well that sort of thing like you can make you know i don't know five to five to ten grand off of like one show potentially yeah. and if you have merch and stuff there you know i'm thinking about i was thinking about this and i would i would have to like is that instead of physically taking merchandise which i know a lot of people want it right there on the night or whatever like tomorrow 
uh, my buddy uh, Jared, he's taking me. I'm going to go see uh, Les and Jake play. And oh, I've never sweet. got to see Les and Jake play, which uh, is really cool. We're in Portland? Was, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, in Portland. Cool. And, uh, and I was thinking, like, what if there was, like, for merch, what if there was, like, a QR code that you could scan, mm -hmm. you buy it there, and then it goes to somewhere else where then it's shipped to you, like, you know, from, like, my storage locker, you know, my merch storage locker or whatever. Right. And I know some people want the shirt on the day, on the night, that sort of thing, but I was just thinking, like, instead of, like, having to take, like, extra suitcases with, like, T-shirts and shit, and I'm like, if you, like, here's a QR code, put in your stuff, you know, everything's paid, mm. stamp, and then you'll get it within, you know, seven days. Like, yeah. the order's put up and, like, it's shipped. Like, I was thinking about merch that way. And because I was thinking about, like, I'm going to, um, I don't, I can't remember if I talked talk to you about this last time, but, like, uh, I'm 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 looking into starting like this tap dance like clothing line hmm. and and um and calling it uh Copacetics Inc. And because the Copacetics were like the guys back in the day or whatever that like like those were the guys you wanted to be, Sammy and like all of those dudes like that, that were like the big headliners or whatever. And and doing stuff and then like going to like dance conventions like following like a dance convention around seeing if i can get a booth figure out like what the vendor stuff is there and like promoting like this sort of kind of like how travis has famous stars and straps and it's like a lifestyle brand but making it for dancers specifically warm-ups sweaters you know hoodies like uh, t-shirts like good like stuff for that but then also if that does well start to transition to more just like outside of dance class clothes as well hmm. and then also set up uh and then also set up a scholarship program not just for like dance conventions of that sort of stuff but also like uh like big goal you know uh uh set up scholarships for people that want to go to creative arts uh theater dance whatever it is like college scholarships and that sort of stuff as yeah. well and, and, spe and specifically for like you know underprivileged uh, and and people of color and you know all that like just I I'm basically I have like a huge checklist of crap I'm going through and I'm working with somebody right now to kind of like figure it all out but like yeah that's like my next uh, I, that's going to be one of my next phases is doing this sort of thing and uh, like figuring out like a way to uh, make a few bucks on some some clothes but also give back within the 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 performing arts community and especially to people that I you know that that really need it and that sort of stuff. Yeah, well, that's really nice, man. That, that's really yeah. fucking cool, man. Um, it, it, we we have a couple more questions, and great. Uh, and yeah, I do. Uh, I, we I, I do want to talk. I do want to talk about that, which, which I really think is awesome, man. I, and that that's the thing about Bentley is fucking nobody knows how generous Bentley is. Bentley during the pandemic was just cooking motherfuckers meals and just dropping them off. It's like, here you go. I'm cooking the fucking a bunch of people food, and there it is. He's, he's yeah, a I had a map of the city and I had it sectioned out. I was telling and <clears throat> I was telling my my old bosses because I'm setting up a podcast studio for this pizza place that I used to work at. I go, remember how we had the map sectioned off? And he goes, Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I was like, I told him that. I go, I sectioned off Salem Kaiser into like seven different things. And so each day of the week was a different section of the town. And I mm -hmm. figured out where everyone lived. And it was just like that day was like was like those ten houses, and I would do that, and then yeah, it was a lot of lot of work. And then uh, my therapist was like, "Hey, man," because I was like, you know, I was always stressed about it, and like you know, because I did it for like six or seven months. And then wow. she goes, "What if you just didn't do it this month?" And I was like, "Okay," 
She goes, check in with how many people like check in with you. And there was out of the 93 people, uh, uh, the 93 deliveries that I had, one person when I didn't show up that month in October mm -hmm. was like, hey, not to like just be like, where's food? But like, where's the food? You you okay? Like, yeah, I, you know. <laughs> yeah. Normally I've gotten a message from out of 93 people that I had for six months been doing this for. Was that disappointing to you? Uh, it hurt my feelings for mm -hmm. sure. Because oh. I was like, you know, uh, I was like, you know, I, I just expected a little bit more from all of these folks that I've been like, you know, yeah. uh, uh, hanging out with. And like, you know, because we'd, we'd sit and chat, like we'd sit and chat like on the, you know, socially distanced outside or whatever. I'd yeah. always sit and talk with people like five or 10 minutes. And then it's like I would, you know, uh, it was it was kind of like an all day thing, um, and uh, yeah, it, it was kind of a bummer. I felt I was like, mm. well, I guess I don't ever need to do this again, and so yeah. I just yeah, I just immediately stopped. And now, like occasionally, it's like I'll cook for friends or like I know like the at the dive bar I go to like when a couple of my favorite bartenders are working, so it's like I'll bring them food. I'll text oh, them right. and be like, hey man, you in for this tonight or something like that? And like yeah, come on in, hang out, and right. so I'll go in and you know give them some food and. You know, then I usually get like, you know, three or four PBRs and, you know, hang out for a couple hours and they eat food and we just chat. And I was telling, I was telling one of the, one of them this the other day, they're like, it's so weird. Like you just kind of sit and watch TV and like, don't really say anything. I was like, well, I don't have normal TV at my house. So I'm mainly, I'm watching the commercials. And then like, I was like, subsection of that is. I'm also because like the TVs are on like like there's it's all just like on uh, um, closed captioning or whatever. I'm once I see the commercials, I start reading the closed captioning, trying to figure out what kind of voiceover would this commercial be, and then, mm. so it's like I'm practicing like as I sit here, and they're like, you are a weird guy. I was like, yeah, but but I mean like that's you got to get it in when you can though. I mean it, it is it is a uh, it is a muscle that you have to work out and you know like fuck it like like Raina my wife who's a singer will just sing anywhere and that's just practice for her. it's like as like a guitarist or a pianist you can't just be like I'm I'm driving in the car I'm gonna start practicing my fucking instrument you know so it's like yeah. you gotta sort of get it in when you can. And, and yeah, I broke. Uh, I, I was super pissed. I broke uh, my D string on my acoustic, uh, goofing around yesterday. You shouldn't have been. You shouldn't have been riding the D so hard. <laughs> That's better than the G, I guess. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> so, what's this question? Okay, do you practice those impressions, or are they more a natural thing? Definitely practice. Like the Nick Offerman one was off because I haven't done it in a long time. Mm. So, like. Um, if I'm working on a new voice, especially like Jeff Goldblum is one I've been working on for a little bit now. <clears throat> what I do is like, I usually, cause my dog and I, we go on late night walks, usually around anywhere from like 11 to one in the morning. And, uh, and I'll find a, especially like if it's a new impression that I'm working on, I will find a podcast with them on it. And then I will just repeat everything that they say mm -hmm. because then they're having a natural conversation. Right. They're just talking or whatever. And I remember there was this one time I was doing, I was learning Seth Rogen and I was like walking my dog and I happened to look over and I see like across the, the street or whatever on the other sidewalk, there's someone that had stopped with their dog and was just like watching me walk by. Cause I'm sitting there 
all they hear at like you know midnight or whatever it was is Seth Rogen coming down the street or whatever. I'm like, <laughs> like this is absolutely ridiculous. Like first of all, stupid, but but <laughs> and like you're out of your mind and like, you know, like whatever it is that like he's saying on the podcast, I just repeat it. So they only hear like the Seth Rogen voice <laughs> having half of a conversation. <laughs> and so like, but it also has to be like within my range, mm. uh, just like any singer, uh, anything else, because it's, it is music. It is, it is a, it's own it's, it's, a, it's a weird way almost of, of singing because you are hitting musical notes. Like, uh, Seth Rogen is a little bit deeper than me, and he's got sort of like a rougher voice because of you know jazz cigarettes. <laughs> and he has he has a cadence, he has a thing like where he gets into things, and then he'll be like, okay, you know that's totally what it is, and like he'll call he'll quiet down, and you know, and you know that 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 whole thing. So it's like listening to them and finding the rhythm of their voice, mm. and and then also like I said before, like seeing how they talk. So like, I'm, I'm not working on this, but Rob Lowe, I noticed he talks again. He's a guy that sort of talks out of the side of his mouth. And I found out it's because I forget whatever side that his mouth opens up towards his other ear. He can't, he, he's got almost like a hundred percent hearing loss in the ear. Mm. And my friend, uh, my friend also has something like that. He can't hear out of his right ear. So his mouth, he talks out of the side because it, reverberates behind the good ear and he can almost like hear himself more because mm. he can't hear out of this side. So it's like the side of the thing. So it's physic physically Jeff Goldblum is one where uh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, he's always uh, he's always on the edge of a breakthrough I believe he is very exciting and uh <laughs> dear god uh and like then he like he ramps up but then no no yeah he'll uh he'll he'll calm it back down and uh or like George Lucas is also one where George yeah George Lucas he's got like this sort of kind of Kermit the Froggy voice you know like hi ho Kermit the Frog here <laughs> you know yeah uh, which is really just one step away from Ray Romano you know it's like all like <laughs> It's all like right in that same sort of like behind the nose, sort of like what, Deborah, and like um, but you know George uh, George Lucas, you know I made uh, Star Wars, and you know, and he's got this weird little tick where he's got like this weird little laugh, like he'll be like, you know, so when we were making uh, Episode One, you know, Star Wars. <laughs> it was uh it was very very hot out there in the Tunisian desert and <laughs> uh, uh some people did not like it I'll tell you that much right now you know it's <laughs> like this weird uh thing so most impressionists that I know can also sing now whether they would consider themselves a singer is one thing but they can sing because it's it's the same thing you're mm. you're finding notes you're finding rhythm and you're and you're mimicking those things. Yeah. So um, learning how to do an impression is like there. But there are some people like there are just some people like I I have to like sometimes it takes me seeing someone else do an impression even if it's bad hmm. um, for me to go oh that's the thing. So like when I saw this dude named Ross Marquand do Brad Pitt for the first time, I went oh that's how you do it. And so, like, it's like this this body turn thing because Brad Pitt's always kind of like on a forty five degree angle. He's always kind of like hanging out. He's got those big lips, 
So it's like I, I purse my lips like sort of forward so the air kind of like hits back behind it. And then I know he's from like he's from like Tennessee or Kentucky or something like that. So he's sort of got like this easy, laid back, down so you know, like sort of like southern charm sort of thing. But the big thing about Brad Pitt is, and he's going to talk to you. He's going to point at you, but he's also going to ask you a question and then answer it for you. Yeah, of course. Right? And so, like, it's like that sort of thing of, like, finding the, again, finding the rhythm and finding the uh, uh, the musicality of it. Like, I'm sure that, like, Raina can probably sing. It's why, like, you know, you see it on Jimmy Fallon or whatever. Like, when a singer comes on, they have them sing like other people. Because mm -hmm. they know how to change their voice, so they're yeah. doing a, a, you know, a, a vocal impression or whatever. Like Ariana Grande is very good at it. Um, I remember the first time I was. Her name was Jessie, and she was uh, at a at our at a, a college here in town. And I remember she was a singer and a theater actress, and we we got along. And I remember the first time she goes, I was like, doing voice. She goes, Oh shit! Oh, mighty, mighty! How dare you! Five subs. You, we hit our goal again, you guys. Oh my god, you guys are fucking out of your minds, y'all. Okay, put a pin in that because now you're saying that you used to be in theater with Ariana Grande. So put a pin in. No, 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 no. Oh, I thought that's what you said. But no, no, no. She's like 15 years younger, 20 oh, years sorry. younger. Sorry. Okay, my bad, my bad. But we do, we we will have to. We, I I do have to give some love out to Mighty Mighty oh, yeah. here. Oh yeah, gotta Mighty, give it. Mighty Mighty, thank you so much. I I really appreciate the those five gift subs, you guys. And uh, you know what that means? That means I gotta put on a fucking wig and talk to Bentley. <laughs> about ariana grande so give me one second you guys i'm gonna go put on my wig and uh, uh, uh i'll be who arguing. should i talk to them as uh here talk to them as uh oh jesus christ what did I as jesse ventura okay welcome to <laughs> welcome to the conspiracy hour i'm your host jesse ventura have you guys ever wondered why the third building didn't fall that's because it wasn't rigged i'll tell you that right now now, the first and second building, clearly demolition experts. And I would know because I was the governor of Minnesota and an ex-Navy SEAL that hunted a predator in the jungle. Oh, man, that new predator. I'm talking to nobody except for the people that are with well, that new predator movie. was really good. I really enjoyed it. Hey, who out there enjoyed the new predator movie? Can you like throw like a thumbs up or say, yeah, there we go. Woo! Macho man Randy Savage coming at you. Yeah. Rick Flair ain't nothing but a punk. And let me tell you something right now. I got no time for his bull jive and his crap. The macho man is here to stay here. And let me tell you something right now. This internet thing, the wig, the goal, way to make it happen because I want to see this guy in a stupid wig more than I want to drop an elbow on Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Let me tell you something right now, Hulkamaniacs and all your crazy followers. There's nothing that the macho man won't do in order to come after you. Yeah. And that's a promise. <laughs> yeah. Hold on, let me go put on my cool hat. I'll join you. All right, here I am, y'all. Here I am. Here's my wig today. Thank you guys so much for the subs. Uh, this is my Ned Flanders wig, but I, I can't. Hold on, let me look at this son of a bitch here. How's it look, guys? It looks like just like normal hair, doesn't it? 
Hey guys, I'm so mod. This is so mod. How am I looking? I gotta find my neon yellow one. Zippy, you're still here. Thanks for sticking around, Zip. Looks slightly emo. It does, uh. <laughs> Hello, my honey. Hello, my baby. Hello, <laughs> my ragtime gal. <laughs> Oh shit, watch out, son. That is fucking great. Uh is that I, I didn't know you started a uh, a barbershop quartet. That's, that's Yeah. Time for uh, ragtime music. <laughs> yeah, it's actually hard to wear headphones, so I'm gonna take it off. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can Oh, there we go. Never mind. Hey, there it is. Oh. <laughs> you know, actually has been the hardest thing since the play is losing the 40 pounds that I put on to <laughs> to do it. Oh, you, you you didn't put up 40 pounds for the play. You put up 40 pounds because you were hungry, motherfucker. You stop lying. No, man. I uh <laughs> I started uh I started eating pasta and bread again like, during the play because like I wanted her to be like you know how like F ex athletes are like huge, yeah, still here, yeah. then they also have a cut. So like she <laughs> like a, a hammer throwing champion so she's like this ex-olympian athlete or whatever and i was like but she eats chocolate cake all the time and so i was like i think it would be i was like i need to be big and in in, in posing but like having seen the video of it or whatever i was like god no wonder you had a hard time breathing like your gut is just huge like <laughs> like such a big i was just like good lord and like i watched myself like move in it and stuff like that you know i was like watching my movements and my dance stuff yeah. and i was just like no wonder you had a hard time like just because like i remember like i see it and i just physically remember how it felt when i was doing it i was like i mean also like i had like so it was it was a t-shirt it was like an undershirt then i had like the sort of like the shoulder strap with a mic pack on the back or whatever mm -hmm. And that like cut into my armpits. And so like my, my arms would start going numb after like five <laughs> minutes of wearing this thing. And then I would put on the, the, the padded bra and then I would put on a t-shirt and a, like a sweater vest thing. And then I would put on a button down shirt and a tie and then like the jacket. So I'm wearing like six layers and all this great choreography and all the stuff I was going to do with my hands turned into T-Rex choreography and like, and it was the opposite of a Christmas story where I couldn't put my arms above here. So like, like if you see me do stuff, it's all like right in here and like this. Cause it's like, I can't technically move my arms like past like here or whatever. There's a couple times where I figured out how to like with one hand do something or whatever. But yeah, it was crazy to watch and like going to the gym and like, I've lost about half of it. Oh, uh, that's good. Over the summer. Yeah. It's wow, you know, it's way easier to 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 not get winded. <laughs> it certainly is. It's certainly and like I don't easier. like wake up snoring, like wake myself up from snoring because like the more, yeah, the more jolly I get, the more I like, <laughs> you know, sleep apnea myself awake or whatever. Oh, that's uh, fun. That's fun. Man, I uh, I saw a commercial for a, a video game that I was about this time last year. I was recording voices for. I saw a commercial for it for the first time the other day. Ooh! And I was like, I mean, like, I'm not in the commercial. My voice right. isn't or whatever. But I saw the commercial and I was like, oh, hmm. 
it's hey. it's ramping up. Hey. Soon I'll be able to buy that game and uh and uh you know maybe uh you know see what they did with like the fifteen hundred pages that are of crazy stuff that I like recorded or whatever. Jesus Christ, fifteen hundred. That's a that's a good well one. yeah, they they made like a basically I call it a Bentley bot. They made like an AI. Hmm. So it was just like all of these weird nonsensical sentences and stuff that doesn't <laughs> but like, you know, once all of those things are like plugged into the Bentley bot, they can just go, okay, we're gonna put Bentley's AI in this type of character. So like when they're in a town, you see that type of guy or whatever. And like, you know, because they, they there's always like character types, you know, they just do different, you know, darker skin, different color, you know, different colored clothes, whatever, but it's still essentially the same thing. So like there's Bentley bot and you know. I was like, "That's exciting! I'm I'm excited to see that." And then, uh, and then, yeah, the the Doja Cat thing will be on a couple of months. And like, I know that she's recorded her lines, and I've heard some of them, which is which is pretty cool. And like, I know that she requested to specifically have beef with my character and that sort of stuff. So the stuff I'm going to record today is like, uh, it's like, it's my character's kind of like fanning out on her a little bit. But then, from what I can tell, like that takes a turn, and then it becomes an all out war. <laughs> <laughs> wow, which makes me giggle. I'm like, that's hilarious. It's be that, that's so cool, man. I, I really dig that Doja really took a took a shining to uh, what, what's the it's house party? Is that what it's called? Yeah, it's called house party. House party on Steam, guys. If you guys are interested, um, there's a game called House Party that's on Steam, and uh, Doja Cat is going to be featured in the DLC. And uh, yeah. well, and Bentley is one of the one of the more popular characters, I would say, because everybody likes I would Frank. Say probably the most popular because I was the first piece of merchandise mm. that they ever made was my character, yeah. and uh, it was uh, it was it was really neat. Like I was just talking with my one of my bosses the other day. He was like, "When can you get me those lines?" And um, they're going to send me some merch and stuff like that to Tell like, they're, you know, I don't know, hold a contest or like, yeah. You know, do your, you know, or give it to people you know. It's it's weird when, because I I I I have a joke about it now that I that I kind of do about you know doing voiceover. I've got like a little voiceover chunk, and because people always want to know, I'm like, well, I'm in this game called House Party, and and you know, Doja Cat wants to join the game, and I tried this out on stage, and it it worked because I told the story multiple times, and again just like how i tell stories i do them for like entertainment obviously like i want it to be an interesting story there's nothing worse than like sitting down with somebody they start telling you a story and you're like fucking dude like spice it up or something like this is bullshit and like yeah, they suck your soul through, yeah through you're their just words. like get to the end of this story but like yeah the the story goes is like you know uh my bosses text me and they go, hey, just so you know, uh, the announcement that we're dropping is that Doja Cat is joining the game. And my response back was, what's a Doja Cat? Is that like an NFT or something? <laughs> and they were like, no, she's a very popular singer. You should look her up. <laughs> and no, I was like, no. she can't be that fucking popular. I've never heard of her. And I go on Instagram, look up Doja Cat. She's got like 25 million followers. Yeah. <laughs> She's sitting sideline at the Super Bowl and shit. I was just like, oh, so that's a Doja Cat. Yeah. And yeah. uh, but yeah, they they did this. Um, she and this other uh gal, this other streamer or something like that, they did like a 
a playthrough of House Party. And I guess she's a gamer and, you know, that sort of stuff as well. And so they, they played together and she kept being like, oh, that fucking Frank. Oh, that Frank. Like on the thing. And I was like, oh, that's hilarious. And uh, and so now, yeah, like it's the most street cred I've ever had with like my kids. I was like, hey, do you know who Doja Cat is? Or, yeah. I was like, <gasps> I was, I was like, she, yeah, we're going to do some, you know, I was trying to get him because like, again, like I'm not, I'm not realizing that she's like got a hit song on the Elvis soundtrack and she's yeah. like, you know, she's at the Grammys and, you know, she's won a Grammy or two and like all this stuff. Like I just go, oh, this is a brand new, I was like, you know what would be fun? You should, I told my bosses, I was like, you should ask like, and I was like, and I'll fly there and I'm like, I'll record it and everything, but like, we should do like a mini documentary, like me and her recording our lines together, like in a studio or whatever. And my boss just texted me back. He goes, Oh, you sweet little bird. He goes, That will never happen. <laughs> You'll never get that close to her. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, Really? You don't think she'd be? He goes, Oh, I'm sure she would be into it. She's like, But she's got people. Like, we have to go through people in order to get mm. to her. And they're very protective of her. And I was just yeah. like, Oh, Oh yeah, I guess so, huh? And it's like, I was like, yeah, I guess she's like kind of like a big deal or whatever. <laughs> like, I really enjoyed that song she did on the Elvis soundtrack. It's got, it's kind of like a hip hop twelve bar blues or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a really cool song. Oh, dude, I, I'm, uh, I'm, I was, I'm, I'm, no, no, she fucking murders. Go ahead. I'm sorry, I interrupted. Oh, I've gotten. I don't know. I don't even remember no, what I was. The Elvis say. fucking thing, dude. That that I I was talking about TikTok when I first came out. It's uh, over Elvis. It's over the Elvis movie. And like fucking, I posted the thing on TikTok, and everybody came for me just because of the hypocrisy in Hollywood and how they're willing to cancel anybody, but this motherfucker who is a serial child molester, fucking uh, is good to go. Got the pass. That's all. That's all I was trying to point out. Fuck, yeah, man. Well, they're yeah, all coming 20, for me now. Yeah, definitely grooming because, like, he was 24 and Priscilla was 14. There's pictures of them together. Yeah. Oh, that's and not like, it, man. There, there's like three or four other girls. Like, he used to travel oh. with like three or four girls they would have like fucking, uh, they would kiss and cuddle with. They were like 14 year old and you'd take them on the road. Wow. He, he fucking, he, he, uh, a condom broke in some like underage girl and he didn't know what to do. So he just dropped her off at the emergency room. Like, <laughs> good luck dude and, ain't nothing but a hound dog. And, and then as he gets older he's still going for young 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 girls and um you know like it, it, nobody likes that idea because the movie paints his legacy out to be like you know you know colonel tom or whatever the fuck his name was took advantage of him and and elvis was a good guy and he was like the fucking the patron saint for the blacks you know like he, he if it wasn't for elvis the blacks wouldn't have a, a voice in music or something that's all that's what i came from the movie and i've and never the, seen it well the movie's good it's it's not a bad movie and and like it is in the long run it's gonna be great for his legacy but it's still like uh i just but also remember little richard <laughs> you know like he was around ray charles he was around you know like dude ray charles i saw a video the other day where he just called he's like elvis is a punk <laughs> he's, that's hilarious oh dude we should play the video only because it's it's that funny it's that oh my god funny. that's amazing oh uh, yeah that's uh but that's the fun stuff or it's like uh, I, I don't have anything against them either like i i don't care like i don't really care about elvis presley but I just yeah. I, I hate when fucking people like this is okay, but that's not. You know what I mean? Like I I don't like that For shit. Sure. The hypocrisy of the whole situation just fucking bothers me. So 
Uh, hold on, I'm pulling this For up, sure. and then we got a message. We got a, another question from Robbie, and Robbie, I see your question, buddy. I'm so sorry that fucking. We're just over here dicking around, but you know, this is how yeah, I'll answer, yeah, I'll answer whatever question. Oh, god damn it. All right, hold on. We got... <laughs> hold on. I take back what I said about you being uh, really good at the shit earlier. <laughs> yeah, you that's fine. You can. That's all right, here we go. And then boom, there's Bentley. All right. Uh okay, here's here's Ray. Uh he's talking to oh, who is he talking to? Um, I can't remember. Uh, now you're now you're crapping out our guest. L- look, Robbie, you, you fucking settle down, all right? You just sit there and mod. Robbie? <laughs> rah, 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 Robbie. I, uh, I've gotten rid of one mod before with my attitude. I'll get rid of you, too. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely Lace hated you. <laughs> uh, all right, all right. Here's, uh, here's, uh, uh, here's Ray Charles talking shit. Oh, God damn it. All right, hold on. Now here's Ray Charles. Let me put this down. Unnecessary. You'd know better than I. Yeah. Let well, me let me ask it differently. How good was Elvis? What Elvis did, he caused a lot of the populace. If you want it. and usually when people say populace, they usually mean white people, uh, to start listening to a lot of music that normally they wouldn't have been listening to. And black people have been going out shaking their behind for for, for centuries. And what the hell's unusual about that shaking the hips and stuff? And that's all Elvis was doing was copying that. And he was doing our kind of music. That's black music. So what the hell am I supposed to get so excited about, man? He's the king and he's the... I had a piece of bunk. Sorry. <laughs> Next question, don't ask me no more about Elvis. Cause I, you got me enough trouble. Don't, don't ask me about no more Elvis. You got me enough trouble, god damn it. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. But we we, uh, we gotta we we gotta always gotta we always gotta bring up the genius Ray Charles calling Elvis a punk because I mean uh, again I, I don't have anything against Elvis but I am certainly not somebody who's like yes fucking Elvis and I'm gonna go to back yeah. for Elvis you know uh, but well but, it's like that Eminem line where it's like I'm the first person since Elvis to do black music so successfully to make myself wealthy or whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, that's really, really funny and uh, good because, like, look, I don't disagree. Yeah, you know, it's very obviously it's very like rhythm and blues, gospel inspired, and like you know, straight up stolen. Yep, some of the time, and like you know, I mean, his movements and everything, it, it, everything yeah. he he took from black folks, but. I think that was necessary. You know, I think it was necessary for it to happen and how history played out. It's like music has always been sort of that thing that's always broken down barriers between race and, you know, uh, religion, all that shit. Though I'm not the first king of controversy, I am the worst thing since Elvis Presley to do black music so selfishly and use it to get myself wealthy. There you yeah, go. There that's the way. <clears throat> I'm white and I play the the F blues. God damn it, Peppy. You're canceled. Fucking Peppy, that's it. Fucking Peppy, he he he's bringing it out of me. You're done. Pepe Sylvia, Pepe Sylvia, Pepe Sylvia. Yep, got to get him out of here. You're done, Pepe. You're done, son. You're white. You're and you done. Pe- you're fired. Didn't Elvis fired. steal his Remember moves? For that force? was like the big thing that everyone knew about Trump when it was you're fired. You're fired. Like, like yeah. that was like the that like was that was like the big like sort of like cultural uh, yeah. thing about him. Like everyone would do that. You fired, and uh, now. And now they're now, raiding his know, house. <laughs> now it's like, not guilty. I don't know why people are saying I'm guilty. I'm not guilty. There's no charges. <laughs> Nothing can stick to me. I'm for Teflon. 
They tried to give me the virus. <laughs> he got the virus and he got cured by it. I beat the virus. I beat the virus. It was huge. I was huge. That's the thing. Have you seen Jamie Foxx doing an impression of uh, Trump yet? Yeah. It's, it's so, really good. Dude, so good. are you going to watch his Mike Tyson thing? I cannot believe that's Jamie Foxx. He's so fucking big in that thing. I haven't seen it. Is there a thing on? Uh, it's on there... Hulu. It's like this. I think it's it's either a movie or it's going to be like sort of like a, a 10 part or eight parts there. Jamie Foxx is Mike Tyson. He's fucking huge. Like, wow. Looks just like him. He's fucking jacked. And he's Jesus. like doing the impression and doing like. He's got the gap in the teeth and everything. Like, it's fucking gnarly. Jamie Foxx is, is a fucking... He's the GOAT, man. He's an incredible... He's an incredibly talented human being. And yeah. again, one of those guys that, like, because he can play music, plays piano, obviously, you know, when you saw... Ray was one of my favorite movies of all time. Like, it's great. It still is. And I remember we had it at my movie theater, and that's when we still had film. And so I remember before we sent it back, I cut out a single frame of when they were in the recording studio doing the mess around because that's my favorite song of his is mess mm -hmm. around and so like when they're like recording it i cut out one frame and i had it in my wallet forever until like i lost that wallet damn but, you, uh, you fucking ruined the film <laughs> well i mean it's just one frame so it's like you Did cut you out tape, and you it? tape it back together yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's so like old school, old school uh, tape in like you know back in the day. So what's this question from uh, uh, from Robbie from Rob Robbie. Ra, 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 Robbie. Uh, Rob Rob Robbie Dobby? Uh, if you had to pick one path and it would be enough for a full time job, would you rather do voiceovers or stand up comedy? Oh God! <laughs> well, I already do voiceovers for a living, so like that's. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, I mean, so, yeah, like, but I, I kind of already. I, my job is only doing voiceover and and hanging out with Mikey. Uh, that's the only thing that uh, that's really the only thing that and having silly hats. But um, <laughs> silly hats. I mean, I would love I would love to do either on a bigger level than I'm doing it right now. Like, I mean, I do voiceover and it does well, and I like I'm you know I'm very very gracious that I don't have to have a normal job like. I go out and get other jobs because I'm bored with how much downtime that I have. Like I go like like last year when I was working at the barbecue place, that was simply because I was bored. I know. Like, I, I was so surprised. You're like, yeah, I work at a barbecue place. I can't do the show anymore right now. I'm working. I'm like, why are you working at a barbecue place? Yeah, because I would only work Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Yeah, yeah. like when you go, basically, you, I was like, yeah, because you asked me to come on, uh, but. I just I want it and it and I got to learn like a lot of really cool skills like I, I got to learn like how uh, his name is Troy and like he the way he did his barbecue how to like to to size up the ribs how to like you know trim them the the type of rub that he did the way that he made his mac and cheese uh, how to like this fucking huge ass fucking barbecue that was like probably eight feet tall and on like the the side where like you light the fire and do all this stuff that's where like the sausages and like the the chicken quarters and all that sort of stuff would go and then it had these this huge like huge racks probably like six seven feet across four of them that pulled out and that's where we put the ribs and the the pork belly and you know uh anything else and we would like even like the the like the sort of the the trimmed up like the the edges and stuff of the ribs we would still smoke them and then he would put it in with his greens when he would make the greens mm. so you would still sort of get like that 
that that that smoky flavor in with the greens as right. well as like the, the the pork ribs and that sort of stuff and the hush puppies and like the the, the um, and what do you call it the uh, the the green uh, the um the green uh, gosh darn it uh, okra no it's like they're like little balls we would come up in half and uh and normally you do them with brussels sprouts and brussels. uh normally you do them with bacon but he would deep fry them and then a little mm. salt and pepper and some lemon juice on the out and then you just toss them like wings and boom oh, it was delicious and then like there was a barbecue burger like i learned so much about like just and how to like manage the fire keep the temperature up like because it was it was wood burning it was white Ooh. oak and wow. like it was wood burning so like i got to learn this really really cool skill and it was just something I loved doing. I did it for like seven, eight months, and then it just closed down and ended up not doing it. I'm actually looking into like like I was saying earlier the uh, um, the uh, um, uh, the pizza place that I used to work out. They franchise locations, and over in Bend, which is where I I was, you know, with my cousins and stuff, they don't have one. There's like ten of them, I think. Hmm. But it's all up and down the I five, like where I live. Right. And I was like, so I'm I'm talking with uh, i'm going to talk have a serious conversation with the owner and be like what's it take to franchise one of these things and i might go start a pizza shop over there and, <laughs> on top uh, of everything else <laughs> i'm not really doing anything else like, uh, i guess whatever. you're right like your work day is like what like two hours a day maybe <laughs> yeah two three hours like today it'll be a little bit longer yeah. i've actually been having yeah it's been more like three or four hours because i've been <sighs> all all the like the last two weeks i've been having like these big like multiple like 15 20 page like e-learning things so those usually take 90 or more minutes to record depending on how many paper hey eddie, eddie brown, brown music. music hey thank you so much eddie brown my man thank you so much for that sub i appreciate you putting us over our goal and and th by the way when we go over our wig goal in one stream that carries over so next stream we'll have one waiting for us we're already Heck up to yeah. 41 subs for the month you guys are so fucking incredible i love you guys so much i i truly truly appreciate it and if you guys don't That's know really what's cool. going on uh, we got we're doing we're doing we got a sub goal this month where we're doing every 10 subs in a stream i'll put on a new wig and uh as you can see i'm talking to bentley in my wig last time i had to wear an afro and talk to complete strangers uh, actually last time i had to put on an afro wig and talk to phil collins's son so how about oh wow that's really cool <laughs> it was cool uh but uh yeah nick uh so I I I I I'll look like you got your Joan Jet wig on now though. Yeah, yeah. This one's not as ridiculous as the other ones, but and then if we hit a hundred subs, so we're already up to forty-one subs, you guys. So way to go. Wow. We're fucking murder and shit. If we hit a hundred subs, I'll do boobs. The my song boobs, which is which is embarrassing even to talk Tearing about to chart. my friends. Like it's like, oh, you you put out a new song. You're like, what is it? Uh, it's called Boobs. Um, yeah, I saw that. What's that all about? <laughs> it's uh, it's all about boobs. It's all about consent. All right. uh, yes, I, please. I, still, I, I gotta listen to it. Uh, maybe maybe I'll do a performance for you, and you can actually see the song, and it'll be a good time. Uh, Eddie Brown, everybody, go follow Eddie Brown music. And again, Eddie Brown, thank you so much. Um, and and then so if we hit the hundred subs. And, and 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 then um, I'll do the live IRL performance of boobs, and then I'll also fucking wax my legs on stream. God damn it! That I don't know why I decided that was good. 
Well, Robbie has requested. I couldn't do that right now. I've got a chunk missing out of one of them. Oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> no, I got nasty hairy legs, so they are. It's I, gonna hurt. It's gonna bleed. Um, okay, so how about this? Put a pin in it, uh, uh, Bentley. Give me one second. Robbie has requested that I play boobs, so uh, we're gonna do nice. boobs, and uh, and then uh, we got another question about stand up too from Pepe that that I cool. missed earlier, and we'll come back and do that. I don't even know what we were talking about beforehand. Do you remember what we were talking oh, about? Franchising a pizza location. That's right. Yeah, because you work like three hours a day. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I love that pizza location. Like I, I helped them open like two stores like back in my early 20s. And I love the pizza and all that sort of stuff. And I just find it. I was like, I don't know. I, I'm finding it like because over there I was like, you know, we could probably do like three or four stores within about five years. No problem. As long as they're like doing well or whatever and then it's like i would just get like like sort of like a district manager or something you know like and it would just be a residual income thing for me rather than you know, like i would sort of become the district manager and i would just check in and like and i wouldn't so like i was like five years to do something like that and build something that i truly believe in i think is great and then you know kind of just have some you know have some some Again, some some uh, what do, what do they call it? The the money that comes in um, residuals or well residual but oh passive income passive have like income. a passive income yeah. type of scenario or whatever after like, but I like I like the pizza and I like doing that sort of stuff and it gives me because I was like we make the dough fresh every day we cut all the vegetables and the cheese and everything like fresh every single day and it like it was always something that I really really enjoyed and so like yeah cooking is cool man. It's a, yeah. it's, it's a, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful skill, man. Like, and it's so nice, like, like, you know, feeding people is like a really, it feels really good. It feels really good to feed, cook and feed someone and, and they liked it. And, you know, it's just, there's just, it's beautiful. It's a, we're, we're staying alive. Look at these patterns, bro. Fucking. <laughs> All right. Let's go over. It. Let's do boobs and we'll come back with our guest Bentley and we'll talk more about, uh, we'll answer Pepe's question about stand up. Uh, and I, what is that? Was it do that? Then you're going to be sure you are next stand up show, but I guess you want it. I don't know what that means, Pepe. I'm sorry. We got lost in translation there, my friend, but uh, I love it. Uh, been in Charleston, South Carolina all week. It worked just from home. What a fun city to visit. Food was all Hell yeah. Get it, Charleston. Let's go. All right. So since we got a request for boobs and Bentley don't know what boobs is. No, you're good, bro. You're good. You're good. I, I just, I, I, don't, I don't understand what you're asking or telling me. I'm sorry. I want to laugh with you, Pepe. I want to laugh with you, my friend. All right, let's do boobs, and uh, we'll be RB. Uh, yeah, and then Bentley's gone. All right. Uh, let me see here. Okay, here we go. Let's go. And, and everybody, make sure you're out there fucking streaming this song. Make sure you're running that shit up, all right? Someone bought a, a, someone bought a T-shirt the other day. Did anybody buy a T-shirt off of my, my merch store? I'd really like to thank you, but I don't know who did. So if anybody bought a t-shirt in chat the other day or whatever, let me know so I can thank you personally. But someone bought a t-shirt. Now I'm going to be the next stand-up. <laughs> okay, I got you. Uh, you should be. Uh, Pepe, if you're thinking about being a stand-up, if that's what you're saying, I, I completely encourage you to go out and do it. I don't know what this, the, the stand-up scene is in Sweden, but fucking get at it, son. All right, let's do some boobs. Brush. 
May I have a guess for your breath? Don't you acquiesce, I want a real yes If you don't want to bang, let's stay up just to hang I want you into this, so I can give you sexy bliss And if you change your mind, we can still have a really good time All I wanna do is touch your boobs If that's right with you And consent is what I do before I touch a cold shower, then let's talk about girl power. I just want to make you happy with those boobs. You may slap me. I just want this love connection. This is deeper than my erection. If you reject my male gaze, I'll look away and feel ashamed. Oh. If that's right with you Consent is what I do Before I touch, touch your boobs If yes means yes And no means no Then baby Let me finger blast your soul And there it is, guys. Uh, boobs. <laughs> there it is. Everybody go stream that shit. Make sure that you're running up those numbers. Daddy needs a new candy bar because that's about as much money as I'm going to get out of it. Like, oh, like fuck. 25 that was cents. really cool. I, I love I love, Shong, uh, love songs that involve a shuffle. <laughs> like, like so many of my songs are like based around a shuffle that it's like I have to find different ways to like incorporate it like either with like oh mighty mighty foot pattern or thank you for those biddies no i'm sorry man no i i i like i like shuffles too man and that was actually a really hard song for me to like figure out because i because it has that you know like it has that sort of thing i wanted to be like a driving six eight triplety yeah and i yeah well you know what it's called i don't yeah but you can play it better than me so it's all good aren't we quite a pair mighty mighty thank you so much for that 401 biddies let me get you some love here i don't think we've done it yet hold on 
Mati, Mati. Oh, no. Oh, we can't hear it. We're going to do it again. Well, we will do the Mighty Mighty, though. Mati, Mati. Um, hold on. We're going to do it again because that's bullshit. I could just do it. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Hello, Mighty Mighty. This is Jean-Claude Van Damme, and I want to say thank you for the biddies. I don't know what that means, but I like the purple image on the screen. Thank you for hanging out. And as always, <laughs> there you go mighty mighty you got a live read today for your biddies I, thank you for those subs earlier you know how much i love you uh, i appreciate you being here and uh who, yeah and baby yoda's here um yeah oh snap the live mm that's right Raina. well good morning Raina. good morning you woke up oh so she finally woke up from her couch now <laughs> <laughs> oh, Eddie Brown. Yeah, right, right. I, I go out to <laughs> Eddie Brown. Oh my god. Eddie Brown just ordered a camo ball cap off of the store, you guys. Let's give yeah. let's give Eddie some love. Thank you, Eddie, for, for supporting the show. Again, everybody go 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 follow Eddie. Make sure you're getting some Eddie in your life. Getting some and and, and some edibles. Get some Eddie's Eddie and Brown some music. Eddie Brown music. Coming straight. I'm Bentley Michaels and I approve of Eddie Brown music and him buying merchandise. <laughs> Yes, indeed. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, get it, son. Okay, everybody, go get some Eddie Brown. Um, he, he's a. Uh, I think I'm him. getting a. I think I'm getting a couple of house party hats. I'll definitely send you one if they give me multiples. You send me. You send me a house party hat, and I'll send you a we SGG hat. How about that? How about? But it's only I still contingent. Have, I still have it, even though my dog chewed on it. Oh God damn it! Your dog chewed my pants. <laughs> But I appreciate yeah. you still having my patch. Look it's, at that. Uh, it's right here on my computer. I see it every single day. Oh, look at us. We're... Yeah, just a couple just a couple guys hanging out, just having couple, a great time. A couple of middle-aged assholes talking on my <laughs> Well, one of us is middle-aged. No, I'm, 30, I'm 39. Are you? Oh, I always forget that you're so close to being aged. So for whatever reason, I always think you're like 10 years behind me. Yeah, I know. It's what everyone thinks. But I'm, I'm fucking here. I'm here. Yeah. I'm up here. I'm I'm gonna be dead soon too. So yeah, it's all good. You <laughs> distract me with gray art stream. Uh, so ugh, fuck. What were we talking about? God damn. Pepe wanted to ask a question or something. Oh yes, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Pepe had another question about stand up. I don't know if Pepe is trying to be a stand up or 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 what the deal is, but uh, Pepe is really into asking some questions about stand up. So how far can you go? Uh, as a stand-up comedian with a joke, can you joke about a dis- okay? Can you joke about a disaster that happened recently or other big events? Uh, know the limits here in uh, know the limits here in Sweden, but I think halls different uh, between countries. What is allowed to joke about? Yeah, I, okay, I, I get. I think I get what you're talking about, and I think yeah. you get it too, right, uh, Bentley? Um, so, yeah. so he's talking about making like offhanded jokes, like, like how sure. people would make jokes about nine 11 right after nine 11 happened. And, and that was, yeah. you know, there were people doing that and especially New York comedians. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, especially like when you're in that such like New York, such like a, like a tight city or whatever, it's like they kind of needed to do it. I was just listening to, I think it was Mark Norman. He was talking about mm-hmm. that, uh, a couple of weeks ago on a podcast where he was like, 
yeah, people like we needed to do, uh, and th- and that's why it was, or maybe it was Sam Morill because they were talking about because he did like a rooftop special, mm-hmm. and during the COVID thing, like where they would just, but he's in New York, so the backdrop is like all the fucking great ass huge tall buildings in fucking New York, but he's like on a rooftop with like a guitar amp and a microphone, like, you know, just talking or whatever. And, uh, but like, as far as, as far as that sort of stuff goes, like if you go to any open mic, you will always see somebody and probably multiple somebody's try to tackle something that's in the news, try to tackle something that's controversial and they just suck at it. And like it's not funny, and then they're just like, "Oh, no, too far," and like blah blah, and like you're like, "No, you just suck at talking about." This. <laughs> yeah, you're bad at that. Was a bad joke, you know? Like, yeah, like there's so many people that try to like, for example, like Louis C.K. He's got a lot of stuff like saying the N word or saying he opens up a special saying the F slur, yeah, yelling yeah, it into a microphone. There's there's that bit where he talks about like that sort of thing, but or even Chappelle sometimes how Chappelle tackles certain things like it's it really depends on your ability to make something funny because anything can be funny. It just it needs to be the right way of doing it. Like years ago, I wouldn't have been able to do that joke about the colorblind thing. And, you know, to my black friend on stage and being like, oh, well, that makes more sense that, you know, that you're not a leprechaun or a smurf. It makes sense that you're black or whatever. Like, I never in a million years would have thought of that. I told him one time, too, I did a show and he brought up tap dancing and I, I used the F slur. I go, well, that got that got me called this a lot in high school mm. tap dancing. Cause like somebody in the audience was like, do you really tap dance? So I like did a little step and like did the splits and pop back up and everyone like cheered. And I was just like, yeah, that got me called this a lot in high school though. And everyone's like, everyone was laughing, but I think contextually, like it makes sense. Cause I wasn't calling somebody that I was saying something that happened to me. Mm. Um, but yeah, you just need to know how to make it funny. Cause I think in general, almost anything can be funny you just have to find the right avenue you know like bill burr is very good at that about like digging himself a hole bringing something up and people are like oh boy and then he just <laughs> climbs out of the hole and you're like oh my god that's so hilarious i never would have thought of it that way mm. and like um you know i always like when people like don't like bill or whatever and they're like, the stuff he talks about, I was like, you realize he has a wife, right? And he's got a daughter. And you realize also, like, his wife is black. Like, yeah. you think she would just put up with him because he's a, and he's an actual asshole? I was like, there's no fucking way. Well, well, it's because she's a white supremacist, too. Well, exactly. And that's what we don't talk about. Um, <laughs> she doesn't do lotion. <laughs> she doesn't do lotion. <laughs> that, that bit about him, too. he's like when he was dating her or whatever, and he was like, "Why are you? Why are you putting all this lotion?" He goes, "So I don't get ashy." He goes, "Never heard of that." And she goes, and she like scraped his arm or whatever, and she goes, "See those lines?" He goes, "Holy shit, I'm ashy!" <laughs> like, <laughs> what did he say? It was like it was like chalk dust or something. Yeah, chalk dust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Oh man, but like, like he's he's so good at those sorts of things. So it's like. I don't talk about a lot of topical things, really. I don't really talk about, hey, so you guys hear this in the news that this is happening? Like, I don't, 
I don't tend to go after, I don't make fun of stuff that's happened even in the past. Like I wouldn't have like an Elvis joke or I wouldn't have like a, you know, I don't know, like a Trump joke or a Bill Clinton joke or like, mm-hmm. I'm just trying to think of like stuff. Like I, I don't have those kinds of things unless it just happens to be me riffing in the moment or whatever. I don't tend to go after that stuff because my position on comedy is that like, I always want to be the bad guy. I always want to be the idiot. Mm-hmm. I want to be the stupid person in the room. I want to be the person that's like, oh, oh, right. You know, like I've got this, I've got this joke about how like I, I thought as a kid from, uh, uh, you know, from uh, discovering the wonderful world of uh, pleasuring oneself that like, I gave myself AIDS from doing that <laughs> because that was right. The, when I discovered, when I discovered, a uh, uh, you know, uh, self pleasure was exactly the same time that magic Johnson contracted the HIV virus. And I was sure that I had given myself HIV <laughs> from jerking off. And like, <laughs> like I, you know, like if I'm ever going to bring stuff up or whatever, it's, it, it'll be in like that manner. Yeah. Uh, you know, or like the church stuff, you know, like there's a little social commentary in there or whatever, you know, like growing up Christian. I was like, but I was like, you know, who, who in here grew up in the church who grew up Christian or whatever. Mm. And I was like, I was like, you know, sex ed, that didn't exist. It was don't do it unless you're married. Otherwise you go to hell. (laughs) And then they turned the page and we talked about nothing else for like, you know, and I was like, so if there is little commentary or something like that, it's very quick, but it usually ends up having to do with me being an idiot. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, and uh, like later on in that that HIV joke, I call it the HIV joke. I've got like this. I've got this thing. I was like, where I sat my parents down. I was like, hi, thank you all for coming. Um, so your baby boy, your number one son, he's got HIV, and I know that's not going to look great on the Christmas card. But and <laughs> and my dad just like looked at me and he goes, yeah, how? And I was like, well, okay. In all honesty, so I learned, like, if you start rubbing against the bed, he goes, like, first of all, you're doing your own laundry from now on. Second of all, that's not how it happens, stupid. <laughs> and I transfer into this whole other thing where, like, that's pretty much that thing's over. And then I go, I was like, oh, which was a relief off of my mind because I had a birthday party coming up. And I did want to tell my friends, like, guys, we have to cancel it because I got HIV. But here's the deal. Uh, uh, you know, after 1030, we got to quiet down a little bit because my parents have to get up to work. And don't rub your dick on my bed and you won't get AIDS. All right, let's have a good time. Cake and ice cream. Like, you know, like, right. if I'm going to tackle something like that, it's got to be within the context and I never like just do normal jokes. It's Hello, I'm very Dutchman. Oh, sorry. This oh. is Ganda. Oh, sorry. I, I had to. Hi. Thank you, Ray. No, but uh, thank you. Thank you. And yeah. moving Dutchman, HIV also from China. <laughs> so, so I've heard. So I've heard. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, like I. I Again, like, I don't think anything is like off. You just have to find the right way. Like, my buddy's doing this joke right now about like suicide. And I, the second you say that, you're everyone's like, like, everyone's asshole tightens like a little bit or whatever. Mm. But like, the way that he does it, I laugh my fucking balls off every time I fucking watch him do this joke. And to like watch the audience kind of go like, to just like dying laughing, you know, like, I'm just like, 
oh just you wait for it you little fucks like like I'm, i was like i know how this joke ends like i was like but you just wait for it you wait for it, you little turds <laughs> and then like he just he starts going he starts ramping it up and like everyone starts relaxing it's like that's the other big thing too is that like you know you bring up a topic you bring up something and you just hear the audience go like and you're like shut the fuck up yeah i haven't even started yet <laughs> like you know like uh like like trust me to be the the funny one here like mm. and that's another big thing with with comedy uh stand-up i think as well as like you know as the performer like you have to almost immediately let the audience know that they're going to be okay like you've got the reins i'll take it from here you guys just chill out and relax and you can tell you can tell as i'm sure you can with like any musician, anything, you can tell when someone walks on stage and within about five to 10 seconds of them starting, you're like, we're going to be fine. Yeah. And the audience can too. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like they're just human beings watching you. So like I do this, I do this bit every single time I go on stage at an open mic, at a show. I do this bit every single time because what is the first thing a standup does when he goes on stage? Uh, greets the or crowd. Or he, he or she. Yeah. Greets the crowd, yeah. says hi, whatever. They hi. walk to the microphone. Oh, excuse me. Okay. They walk to the microphone, pull the mic out, whatever, and, and do it. Some people don't, you know, take the mic out, but yeah, that's exactly it. Buddy Hackett had this, um, had this theory. He goes, I don't do that. He goes, because you and everyone else does that. I walk in front of the mic stand. I walk over to this side of the audience. I wave to them. Look up in the balcony if there's one. Hi, how you doing? Walk over to the other side. Hi, how you doing? How's the walk to the center? Hi, how you doing? And then I turn around and I go behind the microphone and everyone goes with me. Hmm. And I liked that. So I was like, I need my version of that. So what's on stage? A mic stand and a comedy stool always, right? So I walk on stage. I don't even look at the audience. I'm just sideways. Don't even acknowledge the audience. Walk across the stage, grab, and I usually put uh, I put my phone on the comedy stool. On the comedy stool. Move the stool. Turn around. Still haven't acknowledged the audience. Grab the mic stand. Like right up here, like where the mic's attached. And if it's one of the circular mic stands, I do it really slow, and I drag it across the stage. You just hear like... <laughs> and like, so like now... As an audience member, you've seen me walk on stage, not acknowledge you, and I go across this way. And so your head go, you go, and like you see me do something with that. And then I grab the mic stand, and like your head goes like this. And like I clear out like this little space for me to work in. And then I do this bit where I take the mic microphone out of the stand and I purposely wrap the microphone like around the thing, but I make it look like I'm trying to like, you know give myself some slack, mm. wrap it around the stand, turn around, still have an acknowledged audience, and the microphone stand falls. And I'm like, still haven't looked at the audience. You know, kick the mic stand up to my hand, grab it, un unwrap it, clear some, you know, clear the cord, and the audience is just like, for 90 seconds now, <laughs> has been watching me. I haven't said shit to them. But they watch me go, they watch me go, now I've got this little trouble here. Uh-oh. And then, like, I fixed it. And then, like, once I got the cord ready, I, like, walk back to the center and kind of, like, and I'm, like, kind of breathing in the mic. I'm, like, okay, you can do this. Okay, you can do this. And then I, like, look up to the audience and put a smile on my face. I go, nailed it. 
How you guys doing? <laughs> and like people have asked me like other comedians they're like, "Does that ever get a laugh?" I go, "It's not supposed to." Mm. It's 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 resetting the audience cuz they have watched me now for like a minute and a half do a bunch of stuff and I haven't said anything, but hopefully I've like and then I walk back to the center and finally acknowledge them. It focuses them and I've never had it like some nights it's worked better than others, but like, and that's just like depending on the audience or whatever, but I do it every single time. And I told my cousins this when they saw me do it, it was a little bit different. And like, but I was like, why do you like, did you actually do that? Or like knowing you, like you probably planned that. I was like, yeah, it's planned. But like, it's so that the audience is focusing rather than I walk on stage and I take the mic out of the center. I'm like, hey guys, how's it going tonight? I never once asked that. I never ask how's it going tonight. Everyone fucking fuck them. I don't give a shit. <laughs> like I don't, I don't, I don't care how it's going. It's about to get funnier. That's how it's going. Yeah. And like that's something that I, I really, really like doing because, like I said, like I've had to be like, what's the last? And I was like, it doesn't. Really, it's not supposed to. It's so I'm not like everyone else. Hmm. You know, yeah. and it, and it's 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 something that engages the audience, and they don't realize they're being engaged. Like I love magic. I love card magic. I love, and so it's that idea of the distraction, the thing. So now, like once I, 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 I've, I've set myself up to like look like I'm stressed out and I'm kind of like and like I failed with the mic stand, all that shit and whatever. And like, and now it's like, all right. And then I hit him with this thing, like my my opening thing, like after I'm like nailed it. <laughs> so I'm sure as you can tell by the way I'm dressed, I'm a stepdad. And like, so like, and like, like I've already got them kind of like on my side or whatever. And so then I hit him with that and then they start laughing. It's like, that's like the release valve. Like, oh, he knows what he's doing. Yeah. And like, you know, that sort of stuff. And like, you know, I do this whole bit about my kids out the gate and like them fighting as, you know, younger kids and that sort of stuff. And like, you know, how being a step parent, like standing behind their five foot one mom, I felt like an a dancer in an old school puff daddy video just like yeah <laughs> like dancing i'm like yeah listen to what she's saying and that sort of stuff <laughs> and so it's like i immediately just hit him with this barrage of all this crazy shit and then i just start talking about like you know voiceover stuff and like you know different things that i've done and then that allows me to do some voices mm. i've got this bit about how like um in junior high i was friends with the liar kid and i always try to find things where i was like who in here was friends with a liar kid does anybody have the liar kid <laughs> and and you know like and people are like oh my god i'm like for those of you who aren't you know who don't know what i'm talking about like the liar kid was the kid in school that no matter what you did he'd already done it and he'd done it better than you and like you know and then like oh and so i try to find these ideas and these things from my childhood that like hopefully are relatable to everyone because i don't just want to write like a a normal joke like i tell these stories that i write jokes throughout mm. but i never want it to be something like well i've got a joke about i was like well cool that we had the same life like because like my buddy dash who has the 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 suicide hotline bit or whatever if i go after him he and i talk about a lot of the same stuff because we both grew up religious we both grew up like in a lot of different you know playing sports and different stuff and so like you know, I always try to piggyback on like what he was talking about, you know, depending like I my jokes come out differently because like, you know, if if I go before him or whatever or or after him, rather, if I go before him, then he can just deal with whatever. Like he doesn't. But he's so fucking funny. And he's one of those guys that like who's a little bit different. Like we're similar enough. Like we've done a lot of shows together and 
you know, our styles are similar enough that like we work really, really well together. Mm. But I could never just be like a joke writer guy where it's like, here's a funny idea. How do I make it weird? It's like, if I have that, I have to think of like a way to like work it into the story of something that happened. And I've done enough stupid shit in my life that like I should be uh, like the Doja Cat thing. Like I've been, like I said, like I've been doing that on, on stage recently and it kills every, like it does really, really well every time because people can't believe that like I didn't know who Doja Cat. Oh, when I did it in the room in Portland. <laughs> this is the best. It was the first time I did it. And uh and I and and you hear it on my recording, but I go like I was like, what's a doja cat? Is that like an NFT? And you hear one of one of the women go like from the table, she goes, Oh, white boy doesn't know. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, Yeah, no, I didn't. And it's a hundred percent like exactly that. <laughs> and like, and and I was like, I was like, and like I'm not, you know, around my kids who are like hipping me to new music anymore. Like I'm still listening to fucking, you know, Pennywise and shit from 1996. <laughs> like, <laughs> right? Yeah. Anyway, I I hope that answered his question. <laughs> I think it did. I think it did. He said that he's just gonna quit. He's already quitting. He wants to know how uh, has the audience ever trolled you or hecklers? How do how do you? Uh, we can go take it a step further. Okay, so he's asking if they ever heckle you. And then I'm going to take it a step further and ask how you handle it. Uh, yeah, I've had audiences that were very loud, uh, especially drunk people and that sort of stuff. Uh, the thing that I have found is that, like, your instinct is to want to be like, shut the fuck up. Like, and, like, you know, like, when I was younger in comedy, I would do that. And I would get very aggressive. The only problem is, is that, like, I'm like, Mr. Potato Head, like, I have angry eyebrows. And it doesn't take much for if I get serious and I start to look at you and then this voice comes out, people think I'm way more pissed than I actually am. And that sort of stuff, like, I've been in, like, heated discussions with people and they're like, whoa, you need to relax. I was like, I'm not that upset. And they're like, you seem pissed. I'm like, I'm starting to get pissed now that you're fucking talking to me about it like that. You know, like... Yeah. Um, so like I've found honestly, like there's only so much you can do. Sometimes like people are just drunk and like, they just, they have zero sensor and you see it all the time with comedians, like on TikTok and like Instagram and shit like that. Like, but the best thing that I have found is to just like, kind of like let them do it a little bit and like, kind of like let them dig themselves a hole. And then hopefully the audience turns on them and the audience is on your side and the audience kind of like self-polices mm. um because like i could be like i'm like what was that you know and, and sometimes they don't even mean to heckle they're just like so like for example that show in portland like i said they were very chatty but like at no point did i ever think that those women were heckling me at any point mm. they like that's just like you know black uh, black uh, black people in a movie theater talking like that, there's yeah. a reason there's a joke yeah. because they have to say their opinion oh don't go in there like fucking <laughs> don't go you know whatever it is yeah. you know like and like I knew that they weren't heckling me and sometimes they would say funny shit and I would just like and I would respond back with something and then I go back into my thing and then they were down to listen again or whatever but the people that you can kind of tell there's there's different types of hecklers there's the people that are drunk that don't fucking know any better that are just like that are kind of doing like that thing of like they're saying shit out loud. They probably don't realize how fucking loud they're being and they don't realize that like they're being disruptive. Then there are the people 
that feel as though that they should be part of the show for some fucking reason and just want to run their fucking mouth, whether they're drunk or they're sober. I've had both. And those are the folks that I kind of like give them enough rope so they hopefully kind of hang themselves. And the audience is like, usually if you give them a little bit of rope, someone in the audience will be like, shut the fuck up. And I'm like, hey, look, the audience is turning on you, man. You probably should be quiet. And then there's the people that just don't give a fuck. And those are the people that like you kind of like have to kick out. Hmm. Like, like I've I've waited while someone got kicked out. And I was and then like I the second that they're like, you know, leaving, I like I, I go into the mic, I'm like, this isn't going against my time, right? <laughs> like I make a, like like I make a joke out yeah. of it. So like everyone's, you know, or my favorite thing is like if, if we were kind of being combative, I was like, look, you're gonna have to go. Like they're gonna kick you out, and here comes the security, and here comes, you know, and then they're like still chirping, and I just wait. And then it's like, I'll kind of like reset, you know, kind of like fix my shirt or something like that. And then like, look up at the audience and be like, sorry, kids, mom and dad had a little fight, you know, like, <laughs> like make like a, like, like make like a fucking joke. And I'm like, and then if I've already done the stepdad joke, which is my first wonder what usually I'll be like, sorry, your stepdad and your mom were fighting my bad. <laughs> and like, and like, yeah, you, you try to make the best out of a bad situation because if you go too hard at them and you're a fucking asshole to them, <laughs> the audience is going to turn on you and then you're fucked. Like, yeah, depending on how much time you have uh, to do. And like, as of re recently, I've been doing like 15 to 20 minutes and that can be a long time if like if you're if you get fucked over in the first five minutes you got 15 minutes left and they don't like you they're not gonna laugh at your shit there's gonna be someone in the audience this is like next joke fuck it. and you're just like all right fucking jesus christ next like, fuck me they're like or this is the one hey when are you gonna say something funny uh you know, and then that's usually, you know, there's the there's always these hacky responses of like, I don't go to your work and nah. kick the dick out of your mouth. Like, right. why do you got to come to mine and like talk right. or whatever it is? And like, I just try to like, uh, I just try to be almost like as nice as possible and let them kind of like, because sometimes somebody just needs to get it out mm. and then they're fine the rest of the show yeah. or whatever. Like, I'll be like, yeah, so what's going on? Uh-huh what's happening like you know and like and 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 sometimes it's as simple as you didn't see it because it's black you know it's pitch black and then like the lights are on you so you're kind of like you know your eyes haven't quite adjusted enough or whatever and their friend comes in late or you don't see that the waitress is talking to them or whatever it is sometimes they just say something and they don't mean it to be that loud and and then you're like what was that like i always try to clarify what was that Sorry, I just heard you. I just want to make sure that you're good. Like, and you and you try to make it so you're on their side. I just want to make sure you're good. Hmm. All right, cool. Or you're ordering? No problem. Yeah. Can I? Will you order me? Will you order me some wings and have them bring them to the stage? <laughs> Perfect. It's on your tab. <laughs> and then like, and then like, go back into your shit or whatever. Because like, sometimes you don't realize like what's happening. But usually, like, uh, and sometimes you kind of gotta ignore it too. Like there's been people that have been chirping like off to the side and they're just talking. They're having their own great fucking drunk conversation. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I will just ignore them for an entire set. It sucks because every instinct in me wants to just go bash their fucking head in with the microphone. But like, I'm the like, if I do that, like everyone else in here is enjoying this. I'm getting good laughs. You know, there's there's a hundred people here in this tiny little club everyone's having a great time except for these two little fucking chuckleheads over here like 
just ignore them. And if it gets too bad, again, like either address it or someone in the audience usually addresses it for you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, the, the there is the, there's some just so fucking disrespectful. Like I I don't understand why people pay like to go to out for for an evening to a comedy club just to like go and and, and just live in Cuz usually room. there's parking and there's also usually a two drink minimum. Right. So it's like just to just from getting out of your car and sitting down, you've spent $40 or something like that. If like, if you're on a date or something like that, like, right. and, and, and like you want to chat, like I remember. Yeah. And the also like, you have to really get used to this and comedy clubs is like when the check drops, mm. because there's a bunch of waiter waiters and waitresses walking around dropping checks and people are like looking through their fucking shit and they're like, you know, getting their cards out. So it's like at the 45 minute mark, if you're doing like an hour set in a club, you just got to have some bullshit. I remember watching this really amazing comedian named Rich Voss. Yeah. And, right. and he just stopped. He like finished a joke and he goes, ah, check drop time. And he just sat down on the stool and was like, can I get a coffee? <laughs> and like they brought him a coffee on stage. He goes, thanks. And he just like waited for like, you know, people to pay. And like he just spent like seven minutes just kind of like bullshit and talking, did a little crowd work, talk to the audience or whatever. Hey, what are you guys doing here tonight? You know, and then, you know, the last 10 to 15 minutes, he ramped it back up, went into his act, went into his big closer. But he knew, I mean, he's been doing it for 30 fucking years. But, like, I thought it was a very educational thing for me mm. to, like, see that, like, okay, he knows that this is when this happens. So he's got a little thing, perform, you know, like, ready for it or whatever. Yeah. And, like, you know, as you get more experience in those sorts of things, like, you, you start to find uh, those things. And also if this person is really looking into doing stand-up, they should definitely just find an open mic. And if you're not comfortable going up yet, just go watch it for a couple of weeks. Yeah. And you will see that there are people there that are legitimately funny. And then there are people there that fucking suck donkey <laughs> balls. And it's, it's kind of like an 80-20 rule. 20% Within the 20%, there's really good people and pretty, you know, pretty decent people. But like 80%, you're just like, dude, if they have the guts to get up there, I should definitely try this because they fucking suck. <laughs> and I still think that when I like when I went back, I was like, God, I'm not I haven't done this in a while. Like after the Matilda play, and like I had I knew I had all the shows coming up. I was like, I I haven't done this in a while. And like I went to an open mic and I was like, Oh, it's still the same. It's still the same. These people still fucking suck. I was like, fuck this. And like my friend was running. He goes, you want up? I was like, yeah, fucking put me up. And so like I did old material and then did a little crowd work or whatever. He goes, coolest compliment I got. He was just like, he goes, still got it, man. He goes, you haven't lost it. He goes, like, I've heard those, like a lot of that before, obviously. But like, you wouldn't know that you hadn't done stand up in five months. Wow. Like. I was like, I was like, thanks, dude. And then like, I just started going back like every Wednesday after my tap class, I would teach and then I would go and like work on new material and work on stuff. And yeah, I'm working on this bit right now about like, you know, like ghost hunters that show ghost hunters. I was like, what if they, they got like a different show? It's almost kind of like a, like a house, like HGTV type of thing to do where it's like uh ghost relocators. It's like. And so it's like I get to like do a bunch of voices. So I'm doing the announcer voice. And then like I've got like the ghost. I was like, but the ghost is so annoyed at his like his new tenant in the house that he wants a different house to haunt. Cause he guys he goes, 
Tim sucks. He comes home, he makes a microwave dinner, watches 90 minutes of TV, goes to bed. And no matter what I do, he doesn't like, I was like, I had two old people that I haunted the fuck out of for 57 years. And then they both decided to hold hands and die on me one night. And I was like, and he goes, let me tell you, meet him afterwards. I was like, hey, it's been me hunting your house the whole time. They were not happy. And like, <laughs> and like, I've got this whole bit about like a ghost re. He goes, I'm haunting this new young couple. They've got a baby. I'm like, I'm knocking shit off counters, breaking plates. It's been amazing. <laughs> and it cuts to the couple and they're like, we are terrified. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I sent that to my friend and he goes, dude, this is a sketch. Yeah. I was like, for anybody else, this is a sketch you should film. But for me, the guy who does all the voices, I was like, it's the only way I know how to write. I also wrote it out like a script or whatever, you know, but like he goes, this is a sketch. Just film it. I was like, no, I'll show you it's not. And so like I did part of it like on his show and he goes, he goes, I forget that you're not like normal standups that I know. Like I forget that you're Mr. Story weird stuff and like, you know, because like, well, how like the, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to ask you how how do you write? Are you are you somebody who writes it out all like in front of the audience? You said you you wrote some of that. Are you somebody who like writes the whole bit out on the computer or a notebook or or are you Usually no. Usually like I have an idea and I'll like write down bullet points. Mm. I kind of go like here's the beginning, here's the end, talk about some of the stuff in between and then I just go on stage and just start talking because like I know how to tell story. I know how to, I know how to do, and like I just sort of naturally know how to be funny in conversation. So like I never try to make it f seem like I'm trying to do jokes. It's always just like I would just want to be like talking yeah. to them, and I think the audiences feel that as well. Like I'm just up there having a conversation with them, mm -hmm. and just like it's a one-sided conversation a little bit most of the time, mm -hmm. but it's still just me, like your friend telling you a story at your party or something like that. Like, that's how I want to come across with people. And uh, the times that I write stuff out fully, like that, like that ghost bit or whatever, I have such a fucking hard time doing it on stage because I don't remember all of it. Whereas, like, naturally... I would just know like where to kind of like add a tag or add a joke or add like some uh, funny or a way of delivering it. Whereas when it's fully like, I feel as though I have to like, of course I wrote it. So it's like, I have to do it in that way. There's certain verbiage that I've already written out, like mm -hmm. that I felt was the best way to do it. Now I just have to fucking remember it. Mm -hmm. And so those, those bits take longer for me to do, but I don't do that a lot. Like my joke notebook my joke notebook, like if you looked at it, you'd be like, this guy's a comedian? Like, what the fuck is this shit? Like, like it'd be, it's like a uh, backup dancer, Puff Daddy videos, retired, now, now owns dance studio. Right. And then, and then I just go, okay, I'll go on stage and talk about that. But I record what I was going to say is I've, I've recorded every single set that I've done audio wise except for two my third set because like that was before the iphone didn't like kick you out of the recording program if you got a phone call hmm. 
And then just two weeks ago, I didn't realize I was going up, like, because I got there, like, after class or whatever. And my friend saw me and a comedian got done. And he goes, All right, come to the stage, Bentley Michaels. I go, Oh, shit. And so, like, I just walked up and I just started talking. I did all this crowd work. I did some of the, the religious singing stuff. Mm-hmm. But then I just started doing all this crowd work. And there was like a, you know, there was like a drunk lady in the front that I was fucking with and like doing all this shit. And then afterwards, like, I did like 10 minutes and just fucking did great. And then, and then I'm like, all right, that's all I got. You know, thanks very much. I've been Bentley Michaels. Put the mic back in the stand. Thanks. Go to the back of the room, pull my phone out of my back pocket and look at it. And I go, fuck, I didn't hit record. And like, there was some like really good, like crowd work things that I was like, and I don't remember them. So like that. And, and so like the, the thing is like, I record every single set and then I listen to, so like when I was over in Bend and like my cousin and her husband and her kids, like they all went to bed. I was like, I'm just going to be outside, you know, I'm going to drink some beers and like, you know, just hang out. And she lives out in the middle of nowhere. It's beautiful and stars everywhere and shit. I listened to my 16 minute set that I just done that night. I listened to it for two and a half hours. I would just hit and because because I don't write stuff down the first two times I listened to it, I was just like, just enjoy it. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, my therapist like she's like, you need to give yourself credit when you do good so when you listen to the like for so for example that listen to it and genuinely hear people laughing and tell yourself you did a good job because you probably don't do that very often i was like no never and so like and so like i did that and then for the next two hours i listened to it and I was just listening to it going like, okay, you could have done this here. Here's a tag that you could have done. Here's the thing. And I will rework it in my head to where I can then listen to it and say and say the stuff along with it and then do my changes on top of what's being said. And like, and because I don't write anything down. Mm-hmm. And that comes from the ADHD dyslexia shit. Like I like I won't. I just won't fucking remember it. Mm. Like I did like all of my lines and all of my songs for, for the play over 500 times in my living room. And I would still be looking at my script during the show before my scenes. I knew I knew them, but like, it was like, my brain was just like fucking, you know, like I have a hard time memorizing things, but like I can improv like a motherfucker. And, and then it's just like, I listen to the audio. Maybe you're similar. It's like, I can learn something way easier listening to stuff or watching videos, go on, go on YouTube Mm -hmm. and I'll watch like a five minute video on how to cook like a certain type of dish. And I can just go and grab all the spices and I can just make it right. But like, give me fucking instructions. And I'm like, (laughs) this is going to be burnt. Dude, I'm gonna burn the I'm gonna burn dude, the fuck out of this. For real. We had like, you know, those like blue apron, those those like meal yeah. orders you could do, do like they come with these like fucking instructions. And so my wife would yeah. be like, cook up the blue apron dinner tonight. I'm like, and I'm just sitting there like going fucking nuts because then you have like the boys jumping around being crazy, the TV's on, yeah. fucking she's trying to talk to me. I'm fucking over here. I probably have like a podcast on in my ear, and I'm trying yeah. to read this fucking thing, and it doesn't make any sense. And by the end of it, 
I'm just like, I'm just going to make this into what that picture shows. So that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm done with yeah. this because I am i can't sit here and fucking keep reading it over and over. And it's not even comprehending. It's not even sinking in. Like, I'm just, yeah. I can't. I can't. No. I usually like, if I'm going to make a dish that I haven't made before, it's like, I will try to find about five videos. Again, it's like, it's always like a multiple thing for me. Mm. And like, I'll find two by like, like big producers or something like, you know, like something from like a food channel, like Bon Appetit or something mm -hmm. like that. Somebody making it like, you know, and then I'll like watch two of those. Um, and, and like, I'll watch like, you know, if it's like a specific like food channel or whatever, then it's like, I'll, I'll, I'll go and like, I'll find like, like a, a binging with Babish or like, you know, uh, you know, something, something where it's like a YouTube cook or something mm -hmm. making their version of it. And then I try to find a, the final version I try to find is someone basically like, filming their grandmother making that thing yeah. and they usually have like the old school less is more approach and so it's like i've watched like four or five videos and then my brain just kind of goes doop 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 That's and goes, i was now. like and i can make it now like, <laughs> now i can do this <laughs> but but or or like you said because like they they also have like pictures like on those instructions because mm -hmm. i've had some friends like i've made them made the dinner with and they're like you're not following the instructions so i was like i know how to cook <laughs> like it's potatoes it's steak it's like flour like so like this is the picture exactly what you said this is the picture this is the end result so <laughs> let me guess uh, i pan sear the chicken and then i like i like uh, uh i i pan sear the 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 potato wedges or whatever the fuck like and then i lightly toss in the vinaigrette in a salad in a separate bowl or something mm -hmm. like that I'm like okay well never mind you know what you're doing but yeah, it's the exact same shit, man. And so yeah, with comedy or even music for for I remember being in music school and like I I you know, my first twelve And there goes Bentley. It's very true, Robbie. I'm very visual, I'm very audio stricken like stricken. Yeah, that's probably the best word for it. Yeah. I didn't know that. Look, Bentley doesn't even know he's frozen yet. <laughs> he's still going. And like, and then like it was like, Look, he's not gonna know until like he comes back, and we're like, I don't know. Oh, you, oh, you frozen. you're frozen, buddy. You're frozen. Oh no, you're 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 you were frozen. I was just like, no, you were frozen. No, you're frozen. You're fucking frozen. Let it go. <laughs> Let, Let it go. go. Um, the okay, so we're gonna do one. <laughs> I, I just kept talking because I saw you freeze. I was like, ah, his video stream will catch up. <laughs> That's what I was thinking too. Um, uh, since since things are falling apart quickly here on the on the video and stuff, why don't we try one more question and then we'll let. And we've been going for three hours. We yeah. could probably wrap it up. <laughs> yeah, I'm fucking starving. I got to pee, and this wig is hurting me. So, um, do you do any collabs with other standups? <laughs> Yeah. Collabs with other stamps. I mean, I guess yes, because like like I said, my buddy was in from Chicago. So like I was I did like uh three shows with him mm. or two shows, one of them got canceled. But like I yeah, and then like yeah, I mean that, honestly, like that's how you get on shows, it's no different than music. It's like you know this band and they need someone else on the show or whatever. It's no different for stand up. It's like knowing the promoter knowing the whomever and like you know like if your friend knows that you're good in a pinch like there's been times like when my buddy from chicago he came to town and i walked in to see a show and i saw him on the phone 
and he looks stressed out. And then like I just walk by him and I just kind of waved and walked by him and then like I got a beer or whatever and he came up to me and goes, Okay, so the guy that I'm with me is drunk at some fucking bar in Portland. So you're on stage in ten minutes. Uh you're gonna do fifteen minutes. And, uh, and I go, Okay. And then <laughs> you know, I even paid to get in. So like <laughs> like fucking I walk in and I went up to the bartender. Can I get a <laughs> i just did stuff oh shit uh well that that that's a that's a that's a great way to to end this since things are falling apart here um bentley if you can hear us i appreciate you coming on the show and we did hear your your refund that was funny um not in common is that not come thing in u.s lovely lace What's up, lovely? Good to see you. All right, Bentley. Uh, I'm going to let you go, buddy. I'm sorry that it ended like this, but uh, I definitely uh, appreciate you. Oh, there he is. He's back. Are you back? No. Yeah, I'm here. He's here. Ben Lurk. <laughs> well, I appreciate that, lovely Lace. Bentley, thank you again for coming on the show. I had a good time chatting with you, catching up. Of course. We got to do it again, of course. Yeah, because, it was you a lot know, of fun. Uh, Bentley, Bentley's a staple of this show. I mean, he's all over the show, even when he's not here. So, <laughs> fuck it, we gotta get in here. All right, man. Uh, Evan, yeah, I'm finishing up some music. Sweet. I'm finishing up some music. Uh, I'm finishing like uh, uh, I'm starting to starting to demo like some of those like country tunes I was talking to you about a couple, mm -hmm. yeah, you know, like a couple months ago or whatever, and yeah. uh, and just like the acoustic versions or whatever, and uh and working on some some other stuff as well and uh yeah i was gonna play something but yeah like i said i broke a string last night like practicing right and uh, it was something stupid where i was like i played it really good and i was like where, and then i did like the extra strum where i was like good night i was like took it down and like and it just and it goes, Bleh. and i was like oh fucker What's, what the music dude uh if you guys want to go make sure you guys are following bentley i put his uh his, he has a he has a podcast he has several podcasts and he has fucking his instagram he also does voiceover work so if you ever need anything from bentley definitely hit him up and uh i appreciate it man uh thank you again and uh we you're will, very welcome we thank will, you for having me of course we'll talk soon Thank you.